0: UTF forum the hosts do not give financial legal medical or any kind of advice opinions are their own this broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas if you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place now enjoy the
1: show dear partners and friends of what the fuck for a very cordial welcome
2: WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves all right what's happening welcome to the wtf forum we have some new new faces and some old faces as usual uh i will start we're gonna go around just introduce ourselves my name is mike the polymath easy peasy podcast and i'll pass it to voodoo boomstick
3: uh, Voodoo Boomstick, you can find me on Twitter at Voodoo Boomstick um, Also a co-host on AKs and Assholes so We kind of just shitpost and have a good time
4: Ando, oh, Burn, Babylon on Burn and the Doom Kitchen uh, Burn, Babylon Burn is the news and, uh, and thoughts about it and the Doom Kitchen is interviews and stuff uh, You can find me at libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen
5: uh, mason from tasting anarchy uh you could find me wherever jake is so uh throw it to jake
6: <laughs> yeah and this is jake tasting at tasting anarchy on twitter and at childeberg on twitter um uh, Ch- childeberg.com if you uh want to come and hang out with us this uh actually it's in two weeks
2: and it's definitely not a cult
5: that's right <laughs> no no it's a fucking cult <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, I am so stoked. Okay, so like, I guess I'll just say, Jared the Permi guy, Limited Supply Designs, he invited me to come to Childerberg with him last year, and, uh, and I didn't know what I was getting into, man, but it was so much
7: fun.
6: Yeah, it was, last year was a good year, and I think this year's going to be uh, equally good, I guess. It's at a new location, uh, Rebecca Creek Campground. Uh, so a little bit different but it's pretty close it's it's kind of the same environment and it's on uh it's on a creek obviously but like a deeper creek it's kind of like a river but I think it's I think it's gonna be a, a good year we've got um, some fun stuff planned some comedy and some music and uh, then just general hanging out and cooking out and just normal hanging out
2: stuff oh <laughs> yeah swimming. can we swim
6: <laughs> yeah there's there the well, the river was pretty low when I went down there, but it's been raining like nonstop for like the last 20 days down there. So I'm hoping that that filled it up. But if, if it, does, it didn't fill it up, the lake's not that far. So mm. we can go down there still.
2: It was nice to get in the water last year. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. yeah, yeah. it was hot last year. <laughs>
6: yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's supposed to be a lot cooler this year. Um, it's supposed to be like mid 80s. And uh, so that'll be nice. And it looks like it's going to rain all the way up until. Friday morning and then it's gonna stop for the weekend. So
7: and, and not
6: a
5: thirty mile an hour wind. That oh god, Earth. it was so windy <laughs> last year. It away.
2: Dude, it made it made podcasting a son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I dude, I was like holding my my microphone in my shirt, like <laughs> trying to protect it because it was yeah. so damn windy. But, but no that's man
6: always yeah, it's the risk with outdoor events generally is yeah. like you're risking rain or or some like that that sustained wind was bizarre because it was just mm-hmm. this heavy heavy wind for like a di- over a day i think it was i think it started the on sunday just, and just continued was, through
5: no it like started like on saturday like yeah yeah one o'clock it was just boom wind yeah it <laughs> I was, was like
6: I'm getting out the wind Eventually, And it was, and it was a hot wind too. It felt like it yeah. felt like somebody was like had a blow dryer on you or something. <laughs> right. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 think I ran and got ice like four times over the course of the weekend, you know? Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm stoked for the new venue, man. I'm stoked that the, uh, the show is going to be on site. That's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I agree. I, you know, you were on TLE recently, weren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah I agree that just the uh, liability aspect of having that much consumption and then travel yeah. uh, you know best avoided so right on yeah, it doesn't tend to mix very well do the uh, do the owners there's... do the owners of the campground know what they're in store yes. for
6: yeah okay. yeah they they know we're pretty much there. there's a couple of other people that are going to be there that are not part of our group but um, mm-hmm. it's pretty much us in that area and nobody else because I mean I called her I said can we have a big group and she was like what do you mean like 15 20 and I was like no like 200 yeah and uh and she was like oh uh I don't know if I don't know if we can accommodate it or not and then she kind of like thought about it and then uh sent me some pictures and was like no I think we can get you all down in here so it's going to be a little bit tighter than last year like That's good condensed.
3: man. That's Yeah good. I think that'll
6: be fun. Yeah. That was a lot of walking. Uh, yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be more condensed uh and but the show is going to be like right there by where we're camping there. They they said we can do music until midnight. Um, So uh, we're going to do comedy, probably starting sat on the 27th. We're going to do comedy starting around seven or eight. Uh, Robbie, I know has to leave that night. So he's probably going to do a live podcast for his show before the, before the comedy show. And then after that, Nikki P is not going to make it this year, unfortunately, but uh, we've got uh, Mr. Sue, is going to is gonna play covers and then Owen Glass is gonna play again. So we'll just jam and hang out and cook out and it's gonna be fun.
2: Yeah, man. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh you know, I'm 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 flying in this year instead of bringing my my whole rig. Oh but yeah. I'm gonna miss you know, it was like last year I didn't have to walk so much because I brought my motorcycle and I just like tooled around on that. Yeah. Um but I also brought like two thousand dollars worth of plants that I sold about yeah. two hundred dollars worth of. Uh, so.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not messing with that this time around. Yeah, but yeah, we'll keep it keep it a little uh, light lighter here this year. But looking forward to it. Um, I guess without you know, unless anybody has some anything pressing, I've got I've got an there's, idea. Um,
4: there's a TikTok challenge called the Blackout Rage Gallon. Oh. And- one of the days uh, I, I need I need to find a team of specialists that uh, are good at binge drinking and see if we can take down all these uh, fraternity kids that are, you know, that are kicking our asses at binge drinking these days because we're all old and our livers are screwed up. So, you know, we need to show that we still got it. And uh, basically it's it's uh, vodka and Gatorade, but I'm going to use, uh, I you know, I, I can't drink Gatorade. It's, it's full of crap. <laughs> and uh, and so' I'm, I'm gonna use that uh, that oh, I forgot what it's called body armor because it, it seems to have some more decent ingredients um, and yeah and get schmammered at least one of the days and uh, I was gonna, I was I, gonna say Jacob know, it,
5: it's, it's time for crystal light
4: yeah That's yeah, right, yeah crystal light <laughs> look out for me I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be in g1 so you know if, if you see me, in the wrong place you know where to put me well that's
6: <laughs> we we i usually bring a supply of, of pedialite not crystal light uh to uh any case in case anybody gets too much that was our, our first year the legend of maddie k and the revival drank, yes. drank a thing of pedialyte and then was back to normal <laughs>
2: Just, well yeah, I was going to say normal the... normal relative to childrenburg. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: the whole point of the electrolyte drink mixed with uh with liquor is so that that you don't, you know, you can have a more sustained uh all-day drinking buzz. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean the these, you know, the fraternity kids, they're not they're not stupid. They made it to college. So they figured something out, but you know, they're all blacking out and going to the hospital and stuff like that. So we'll God. see uh we'll, we'll see what happens to me
2: you know i'm curious jake is there or has there ever been any kind of uh rules or code of ethics or has it just been like do do as you will
6: yeah it's that's basically I, like this is one of the things that um uh br wrote about a couple of years ago in his in his blog is it's kind of a of a proof of concept of anarchy is that like mm-hmm. everybody I don't I don't filter who comes and who doesn't come and everybody just kind of comes I tell them where they can camp and that's about it um, There's a, there's a, there's things that I like like we do the comedy show mostly because I like comedy so and and I wanted to meet Robbie and Robbie liked it so he, he ended up coming back several times but it's uh it's pretty much whatever people want to do is fine by me as long as I have plausible deniability and uh and that's and that's it just you
2: know Amen. but our
6: group yeah. is pretty good because i think it's we're. i mean there's there's an ethic that comes with anarchists and libertarians and all those types of people where it's just sort of like you know take care of yourself uh first and then if you can help take care of somebody else you can but don't force anybody to do anything don't start fights or anything like that like we've mm-hmm. had several times, people message me over the years who are like, Hey, I'm going to come and this person is going to come and we don't get along online. And I'm like, yeah, it's not online. It's, it's in, it's in person and it's a very large camp. Just stay on other sides, the opposite sides of camp. They're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it it's, yeah. it, it works out pretty well.
4: That's, that's the thing is, is one person can go that way and the other person can go that way and everything should be fine. The problem in, in some places where conflict actually does break out is whenever, whenever people are tied to staying in one specific area when they obviously don't get along. But uh, from what I've heard and, uh, and seen that these people that have online beefs, they squash them like within seconds when they meet in person.
6: Yeah. Um, There's, yeah, there's been several, several like that where they thought they didn't like each other. and, And then a lot of times it turns out one of them didn't realize they had beef. They just disagreed online occasionally and uh so that they went oh i'm sorry like i didn't realize that because i mean there's <laughs> it's, there's very there's very little nuance on uh i can't remember who it was rollo was telling me that there was somebody that it wasn't at Childerberg. it was at a different event one, one of the bitcoin events where the guy ran into him and was like hey i heard i heard you want to say something to me and he was like what, what do you mean and he goes you said this on twitter six months ago and He's like, I don't remember <laughs> what are you talking about.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, something like some little thing like that is really big to the other guy. You know, it, yeah. it's like one guy's holding a grudge over it, and the other guy's like, yeah, it's, I was just spouting off like I normally do. Yeah. Well,
2: and yeah. some people, some people take shit personal when maybe it's sarcastic or maybe it's right. I don't know. Like you can't necessarily know the tone. Um, I don't know some people are more effective writers than others uh but there's always that snarkiness like online that when you're in person it's just like dude we're just two people like you can make eye contact you can you know smile shake hands like yeah you know you don't you don't automatically assume the worst about somebody the way you would online
6: yeah and I think that's kind of one of the things that's important about like Childeberg or pork fest or one of those types of events is it, it's i think it's good you know how they everybody always says you know touch grass it, it's good to not be perpetually online and, and i am i i'm online a lot I, I work from computers so i'm on i'm on all day long on both computers and talking to people online and mason and i are going back and forth and texts and stuff like that uh but there is a big difference between between basically the life online and the life in real life so like that's why that's why that's kind of one of the reasons i started it was i i wanted to meet the people that i like and um just have some sort of actual real community building real friendship stuff not just digital
5: well i i think it also helps it's like the idea of like so many people like preface their life like with like with high school it's like if I get in a fight with this guy, like the staff's going to jump in where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to an anarchist vet, event and I'm going to start shit with somebody. And you're like, nine out of 10 people are going to be armed. And yeah. they don't give a shit that you're like this guy, like spilled coffee on your lap on the internet. It's like, they're not getting <laughs> shot over your dumb assery. So like, no one's like, and I think that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like in a private society kind of like setting, it's like, yeah, like I'm a big tough guy. And you're like, that guy's armed in a way that you have no idea. Like, why would yeah. you even want to consider it? And like, like we were saying, like half the people, it's like, I don't remember saying that sounds like something I would say, but <laughs> like, well, okay. Also the internet it, it is probably yeah. a joke. Oh, yeah, Exactly.
2: So when, when did the idea occur to you?
6: So this, uh, this is actually back when I lived in Virginia, uh, where Mason currently lives, although he's coming out here to Texas soon, um,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
6: but uh, I I was on Twitter looking for friends in Texas because I knew I was moving here. And I somehow got linked up with Carr from Time on Earth, and he made the joke <clears> on there that he said, this year, this year to protest Bilderberg, I'm going to start my own thing called Childeberg, and it's going to be me drinking alone in my apartment. And I went, the Chodeburg part sounds cool, but drinking alone in your apartment doesn't sound cool. How about drinking yeah. with your friends at a lake?
2: <laughs> way better. Way better.
6: Yeah. 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 So, so that's what we did. And we, when we moved out, we moved out here. The first person I met was in person was Carr. And I, and I brought it up. To, and speaking of not remembering things, I brought it up to him and I was like, hey, would that bother you if I started this and use that name? And he's like, I don't even remember tweeting that. and uh and so we were talking about what it would be like and my wife is going okay stop 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 are you going to do this or are you just going to talk about it and i was like i'm going to do it and she said okay well then do it let's stop stop jibber jabbering let's you know she my my wife is very business oriented like let's get things done so uh that was kind of it so a couple months later um i think it was maybe I think actually no, I think it was almost exactly a year after we moved here we had the first Childeberg.
2: Yeah, that's badass. It's it awesome.
6: Awesome. Yeah. What's that? What did you say? That's <laughs>
5: badass. I was saying it was very close.
6: Yeah, oh. and our first one was at uh, Lake Buchanan, which was north of where spot. we were last yeah. year. Yeah, it's it's that's a really that was a really nice area. Oh and yeah. And then um, we are we're at uh, Lake Travis last year, and then this year we're sort of at Canyon lake it's 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 a creek that feeds into Canyon lake so um so i think it's going to be it's going to be good but yeah that's that's kind of how it started um it's expanded we everybody kind of adds their own thing like what you know that like what's cool is like agora brewing he started bringing mead that became a part of it rollo decided he wanted to do a fruit cake uh actually had yeah, the first one he wanted to do a fruit cake and and that's now become part of the tradition uh i like i like comedy and, and music like i said and i just thought it'd be fun to do so that's that's become part of it and um people do different things and it, you know there's just a, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff to do people just will kind of invent whatever they want to do uh we I, last year we came up with a, a ceremony to banish something evil from the the world and we banished anthony fauci which seemed to work it, I think uh, it took,
2: man. It yeah,
6: took. yeah, yeah, sacrificing a gallon of milk will do that. So, uh, Especially so this precious. year, this year, I think we're going to step up the ceremony game a little bit. Uh, Bird, Bird, uh, Bird Kelly from Owen Glass and Robbie are, are planning something, um, a little bit more organized this year. So, uh, I think it'll be fun. It's
5: oh, yeah. a riot. It's a riot. It's always funny because, like, like, Jacob does Twitter like I started our Twitter for tasting anarchy and then turned it over to him and then I was just like I don't I don't know how to use it like I don't (laughs) log into anything and then like I think it was the third year like we met this group of people and they were like oh this is super cool and we're like so like who are you on Twitter and they're like yeah we don't use Twitter we found this on Facebook and we're like that's right oh yeah yeah facebook and i was like i guess i talked about it a little bit but like there's just like how people find it is like even expanding where it's like oh yeah my friends told me about this it's like did did you have any idea what this was gonna be it's like oh no i just like to go camping like like the guy uh like uh cook like cook dude or whatever like he yeah no 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 The, the the guy who locked himself out of his vehicle
4: Oh oh then, Groberg! Yeah, <laughs> I heard that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah, the guy locks himself out of his vehicle and then like comes back <laughs> and was like yeah. the next year. It's like, yeah, I'm coming back. So yeah, he was there so, last
6: year.
4: So there's uh there's a guy that I, I used to pedicab with in Austin and uh and I ran into him at Childerberg last year and it was super cool. So if you're seeing this banana mic, I'm looking forward to seeing you again in like three weeks.
6: <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's a it's a it's a fun fun group of people. We got some. There's actually a lot of new people coming this year. That or it's possible I just don't remember anybody. But uh, <laughs> I've 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 messaged with people who had questions and stuff. And th- like this year, we've got several people coming from San Antonio. I don't think we really had anybody from San Antonio last time, even though it's not that far. Um, so mm-hmm. I, we got a couple people coming from there. A couple more people coming from DFW. Um, we actually have a Swede and a Finn coming oh, from shit. Sweden and Finland. Sick, <laughs> uh, which is pretty neat. Which I was like, "Oh wow, <laughs> that's uh that's gonna be fun." You know, it's they... a good excuse to come to America. So I, I was gonna say, so is that like so that's the whole sure.
2: that's the whole reason they're coming? Like, I think it fully?
6: was I think it was the good excuse. They're I think they're both staying here for several weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, to like check stuff out. But they were like, "This is a good reason to to start it." So uh i uh, we ho- hopefully br's co-host he's in canada hopefully he's going to come down too cool uh, from Nova oh, no nice sure yeah nice so i'm ho- i'm hoping he'll be down um but it's uh, jokes we'll, we'll it's see. joke
2: that it's essentially a podcasters convention <laughs> and not it, it, only- it, i
6: mean yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah not only that but like a libertarian podcasters uh you know convention and, you know and that's oversimplifying, obviously yeah we we run a certain certain length of a spectrum uh yeah. the folks down there but like just cool dudes and like yeah it was nice personally to just be around like a bunch of people i didn't know but who i didn't have to explain myself to or like yeah argue with um like i think part of it is like we don't even really talk politics much we just it's yeah. more it's more like because we're all at a certain place yeah we can go a little further and talk more i don't know Friendly, philosophical, uh, depends on the vibe, but like a lot yeah. of joshing around and just having fun, man. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, I mean, I like Mason and I talk politics a lot day to day because we just text each other all day long. But um, mm-hmm. I think like one of the things that's sort of come out of Childeberg for me is a, a much stronger interest in like homesteading and stuff like that. Because uh, there's a lot of people who have got a, a lot of great ideas. And also, I, I think it was after Childeberg one or maybe after Childeberg two. No, it was actually it was after Childeberg. One, my wife was like, "Man, I really liked hanging out with like normal people, meaning the people at Childeberg, which <laughs> that's what she considered <laughs> normal, I guess." Yeah, it's and yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's like, "I wish we could just hang out with people like that all the time and not be like surrounded by retards." And mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Well, we could start our own town," and and she goes, "She goes, well, you can do that," and I go, "Yeah, it's America. We can, yeah, you can start a town, I guess." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they they have to come from somewhere, so uh, so that's kind of our new thing is that we're trying to think of how how do we get how do we concentrate this and kind of extend it out, make it a little bit um, more of a year round type thing where people live next door to each other, they can build their community and and Mason's going to move out here, so he's going to be part of my local community here. So Yep.
2: you what, know, uh, what, oh, go what ahead.
6: Region of Texas are you in? Uh, I'm up in DFW. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, we're. I don't know for sure. Like I, I keep changing my mind all the time. But uh, there's, I was looking at property in Comanche County, um, which is kind of central between Austin and, and DFW, and uh, it's, I guess, pretty close to Waco. So there's, there's stuff around there. But the land, I, I'm actually blown away when I started looking at land how cheap land can be, especially in Texas. Uh, you can get, you know, thirty acres for. There was there was one property in Comanche County, sixty five thousand dollars for eighteen acres, and I was like, there, "There's got to be restrictions or something on it." I didn't look into it very heavily, but there's got to be a reason why it's that cheap. <laughs> but,
3: uh, I'd I'd good. say in Comanche County probably not because I mean no, I I know that area pretty well.
2: Voodoo, you because should because it's it's rural. Voodoo, you should you should tell them about your deal a little bit vaguely.
3: Oh yeah, I'm I'm getting 10 acres for 10,000. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I know the person that's selling it and so I'm (laughs) getting a fucking good deal on it.
6: Yeah, that's kind of the, one of the things, one of the reasons too that I'd like to, so this year it's it's a private campground. It's not owned by the government like the Mm -hmm. previous year, which is, is a step forward. But one of the other reasons I'd like to do it on our own property is so that we could set up like a shooting range and have a, either a contest or just shoot for fun um and and have kind of more free reign to do whatever uh although this this lady has been pretty pretty she just doesn't really care what we do she's just like yeah as long as you know if you're, you're going to use my electricity give me some extra money if you're uh if you know keep it down if somebody complains deal with it yourself that kind of stuff so but i would like to, i'd like to kind of incorporate like the because the, we got a lot of gun guys that, are, that come I'd like to incorporate that. I don't really know very much about guns. Um, it's just not. Mason and I went shooting once, but uh, and I have I have guns, but I just don't know. I just don't know that much about them, and it's something I have always kind of wanted to get into, and just never got around to it. So I think that would be fun, and I would. And this group of people, like you, Voodoo, and uh, NPR, and and a lot of and a lot of the guys that he brought, Bloody Revolutions and um, uh, Spirit of Resistance. Those guys, they all they're all big gun guys, and so there's a lot of people that can teach me and they've all and and in my experience people who are into that are also really happy to teach that kind of stuff so we could do that that type of thing if somebody wants to do a uh, like texas uh texas joe or is it yeah texas joe i think is his name um he he teaches uh like gun safety courses and so he's talked about coming out and maybe doing something with us at some point but if we had like that kind of thing to be able to set up on, on site. I think that'd be pretty cool.
3: Yeah. I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. I know that BR's talked about it in in the past about doing something like that.
7: Yeah.
6: Well, I know that, I know that, uh, Agora and a couple of others are going to do some sort of shooting thing before Childeberg this year, the, the day before, I guess, uh, which will, that'll, that'll be fun. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's something nearby.
2: <laughs> I think Ando and I are talking about shooting after Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going,
4: what, one big thing, uh, though, is is try to try to you know obviously you're not telling people what to do, and and most of these people are reasonable. But let's encourage the behavior of uh, of trying to maintain sobriety while handling the yeah. firearms and not that, yeah, know, that's a good idea. <laughs> not, yeah, not do it's dumb been, stuff.
6: Very I good mean, advice.
2: <laughs> Maybe I like mean, shooting shooting from. RSO. Shooting from 10 a.m. to noon. Oh, yeah. You know, just to, I mean, just as a reasonable precaution, <clears throat> you know.
4: Yeah. yeah no, no guns on Black Outrage Gallon Day. Yeah. Right. yeah right, right, right.
2: <laughs> well, okay. So I'm thinking here, though, Jake, as soon as you buy land and you start having a group, you're a cult, dude. You're a cult. <laughs>
6: I don't I, I, yeah I don't what's the definition of cult let's let's look this up it's a really fucking good <laughs>
2: question that I think that's the question of the day um truthfully you know usually on this show right we kind of dive into a you know a topic or three or five or whatever um sometimes it's current events sometimes it's broader than that but I figured since the tagline of Childerberg was not a cult yeah. Like, it would be good to look into what is a cult. Um, And even though this is not, this first clip I'm going to share, uh, it popped up this morning. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it's just a bunch of teenagers going batshit crazy in Philadelphia. Oh. Okay. And I figured, oh, that's not what we want. Hang on. It's too much of me. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, Just check this shit out, y'all.
0: Four juveniles arrested amid chaos in the center city. Police say hundreds of disorderly kids, ran through the streets, throwing rocks, jumping on cars. One officer was injured. Tonight, police have a message for the parents and also
7: the kids that have any plans to do something
0: similar in the future. Here's our Kelly rule. Police said very bluntly today, this is a parent problem and they're going to make it a parent problem because they will make arrests if they find out kids are coming here simply to cause issues. They say that was the case last night. They are increasing patrols and coordinating with separate Police.
5: Just groups of youth
4: converging, no fear at all.
0: Matt Colt's father recorded this video when chaos unfolded last night near 9th and Market Streets. It shows Philadelphia police officers scattered one on the ground, and what appears to be a large group of juveniles.
4: They were going after police, he said, throwing throwing rocks at them.
2: It wasn't like 30, 40 kids. We're looking at 350 to 400 kids
0: were here. to no Police Central Patrol Inspector Ray Evers says officers... All
2: right. I don't know. You get the idea. There's just kids fucking wilding out. And we've talked about this before. There, there have been mall brawls and all kinds of crazy shit. You know, I actually think I pulled the wrong clip, but doesn't matter. You get the idea. Real, yeah, quick, Mike. Mike, yeah.
4: did you happen to, to catch the the girl fight that was happening on the street, and the cop just walks up and just goes?
2: Psst. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw
4: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that one.
6: Well, the, you know what's funny about this is I, I've seen this these things, and it seems like they're they're coming up on the news a lot more. But like Mason, when you and I were younger, this used to happen down at the beach all the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
6: I don't know about three or four hundred people, but like large groups of people going out to the clubs and stuff like that at night. And then I don't know, drinking too much or whatever. And then just getting into these like massive brawls where that's like would overflow. Um, So I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's new or if it's.
5: Well, I I think the context of it is different. Whereas like, like if there was like a riot one time down at the oceanfront um, like, on one of those Greek, not, like, Greek, like, like it was, like, a spring break, but, like, a, a bunch oh, yeah, of like fraternity yeah, and, colleges, yeah. Yeah, fraternity and sorority people showed up, so it was, like, a Greek weekend, and, like, they went nuts, but, like, this is, like, just, like, some sort of, like, what I always thought flash mobs were gonna become, <laughs> this is, oh, yeah. like, that shit, like, <laughs> robbing event, and, and, like, what's interesting about this to me is it's, like, so, One of the things that doesn't get reported a lot in the United States is there's a lot of like Hindu on everyone else violence in India where like they just go around as mobs and it's like a a specific like ultra nationalist Hindu like setting and like Modi's like supposedly like fostering it but it's also like people who are like Putin's fostering it and you're like no it's like the guys who are like six degrees left of Putin (laughs) so like but or to the right of Putin but like so they would they'd go into the streets and like unlike this seemingly they're just straight up murdering people like left and right and like doing like all this like other crazy crap but like it feels like it's kind of becoming that where it's like and to me it's one of those ones where it's like the question is like okay so You have the civil rights demonstrations and they bring out like water cannons and like, they're, they're like basically stopping people, but this kind of shows you it's like how impotent like the police really are in theory, where it's like the Philadelphia police department is not exactly underfunded. So it's not like it's You're going like, they showed up to like the smallest town and like, there was about a thousand people, 350 people showed up and they wrecked city. It's like, no, it's Philadelphia. They've got the means in theory, to deal with this but like how do you deal like it seems like either they're unwilling or like you're kind of like how do you just like how do you fight a crowd like i guess that's kind of the thing (laughs) like what do you what do you do so well especially whenever it's a
3: bunch of teenagers that are doing it and yeah, i've I've heard that they have like whole like systems of like announcing where they're going to go and do this ahead of time that way people know and but since it's a decentralized system, they have no way of tracking it down.
7: Yeah.
2: Well, there's something about that. Like, these are planned kind of mobs, right? Like, and it's, I think a lot of it is for, like, social media clout. And it's kind of like a perversion of just, um, yeah, people chasing likes, man. It's
6: like, well, that's, you remember? that's Part of that is, uh, I know that there was actually it was the the boys as my wife calls them the guys from no agenda had a segment actually and i heard your, sh- your by the way you're in the donation segment i heard you it's pretty cool um but they had a segment a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about how uh these like younger rappers now these they basically will say what they're going to do and it's in their lyrics and then they do it and that that's part of that's and it's sort of that thing it's for internet clout basically
2: yeah I think it's kind of, okay, so to me, the, the central theme here is groupthink, like riot mentality. And it's the same thing, in my opinion, that causes cults, right? Like people get in a group, they buy into whatever the belief of the group is, and they're willing to do just ridiculous, absurd, horrendous things, you know, like... And it's the danger of the group, uh, which is why I'm like, I'm like, Childeberg, don't become a group, right? (laughs) You know, like to an extent, like there's, but there is a difference between a community and a group, like, you know, a cult, a cult and a, and a town, you know, there's a big difference.
6: Yeah. And and this, I mean, this kind of goes back to a lot of the stuff that we talk about uh, when it comes to like, intentional community building and that sort of stuff is Mm -hmm. that i think one of the biggest issues in modern times is that um people are not religious and they don't have fraternal organizations really anymore and so they're kind of atomized and so they end up getting incorporated into these like larger like who you vote for for president your vote really matters not at all (laughs) but but you get in this you get in this kind of cycle like and this has happened in my family uh not my immediate family but my uncles my uncles are very divided conservative and liberal and it it's it's was very bizarre to see how during covid like stuff that was to me very apparent and clear they just couldn't see and it and it was it was it was just i was and it was kind of like what you're saying i was thinking, this is a cult mindset it's like this doesn't make any sense what like this like the evidence is there you can objectively look at it i understand that you think that everybody should get vaccinated or wear a mask or whatever but none of that none of that works and i and i've been telling you it doesn't work and then the evidence bears that out and you still and fortunately some of like my cousins their their kids have kind of started messaging me once in a while and being no. like you know, like, Oh yeah, you said this a long time ago. And then it turned out that was true. And I was like, yeah, that is it. Yeah, exactly. Cause I listen to no agenda. So, but, uh,
2: God bless no agenda. Yeah.
6: yeah. For <laughs> but, sure. but I think that's kind of the thing is like, if we went back, so like even just when my uncles were kids, uh, they, I mean, my, my, I would say my grandpa and grandma were marginally religious. Um, they went to church because that's yeah, what you did. Uh, my, I mean, my grandpa was Jewish, so I don't, I don't know that he really believed in the church or anything like that. I, he, he, they went to a Presbyterian church, and then later on, one of my uncles became born again, and so then they, they all kind of became evangelical. But at the time, they went to church. They were, they, they were very, very involved in the community. They Boy Scouts and uh, the swim team and the wrestling team, and like basically every sports team my grandpa started in that town. There's a town of you know a thousand people, so like all that stuff was was there. You knew everybody. Uh, one of the things that I always think is really interesting is like they knew everybody in the town, and they also knew who to avoid. So there were like there was a couple of people who were in the town. Like there's this one guy. <clears throat> I don't know what I don't I don't know if he actually was a child molester, but that was what they what people said. And he also stole grocery carts from the grocery store for some reason. So he had like a garage just full of grocery carts. <laughs> And uh, so everybody was like, just stay away from that guy. (laughs) But uh, he lived there until I was a kid, until I was a kid, because that's I I was uh, raised in the same town. But like all that sort of stuff where people kind of knew their neighbors, knew what was going on. The kids went out and played with each other. I think that's that's a major component of it as kids is that people don't have kids anymore or very few kids. But like I live in a suburban neighborhood very similar to the one that I grew up in. And I know. My neighbor over here, and I know the lady down there, because I got into an argument with her about her veto sign that she wanted to put up in my yard. And, uh, and then there's a guy who I... And the only reason I remember it is because he used to work for Lockheed Martin. He lives like three houses down there. And when we moved in, he came and talked... to me, He's like 90 years old. He came over and talked to me about working for Lockheed, which I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really, that's not really a company i like yeah like, like right, good great. for you
2: homes yeah, yeah yeah
6: but uh but like the rest of the neighborhood like we wave and stuff like that but i don't know who any of them are i i i wouldn't know i wouldn't know how to ask like i wouldn't know who they were to ask whereas like my mom when and actually even still in the neighborhood that we grew up in most of the people that live there are still are the ones that have been there forever um she just she knows everybody she could ask for help from anybody and they either went to the same church or they were or their kids were in some sort of sport with with my grandparents' kids. Um so that I think is something that is is severely lacking and as Mason and I always talk about, it's it's this sort of like the sort of sinister nature of government is that as they co opt these little things, like small things, uh it basically splits so like for example, they, they mandate health insurance and and then they make it like a tax incentive to go through your employer well then that kind of removes a large chunk of what fraternal organizations purposes used to be so you join the fraternal organization so you could get health care and it was a lot cheaper to do it that way and now it's more expensive and it's and it's now it's through your employer rather through than through a community that you actually do like charitable work with or some sort of something constructive and i mean i guess your job is constructive but it's not it's not the same thing so and there's there's a lot of things like that as the schools became you know more and more federalized since the 70s when you know when they started the department of education the schools have become much a lot more separate from the community whereas like when my parents were kids the community kind of ran the schools and uh now it's not so much the pta exists but they they have to adhere to no child left behind and in california i think it's called star but i don't remember what it stands for but i grew up in california so they have some sort of universal minimum requirement thing that you have to adhere to mm-hmm. and you know it, it it again it's 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 moving these things that kind of should be handled locally out and uh outsources the responsibility somewhere someone else and then that, and then that atomizes people and then makes them susceptible to get pulled into you know things like like uh what we saw there with those riots is Mm -hmm. like that they just you know they they're they don't know any of these people to them there's no really ramifications of like it's not a real person they're hurting it's some sort of abstract thing it's not their neighbor like that's it's that kind of stuff
2: it's the group thing it's um yeah well i'll give i'll give the mormons credit right credits do man like they take care of their own they've got their own internal um i hate to call it but like welfare system yeah and it's it's if i'm not mistaken it's pretty much locally based like maybe they get money from from the church in salt lake if they need it but like if a family in your church falls on hard times it's the church's responsibility to like help them out yeah And, uh, I think that's beautiful, man. I lived out in Utah for a while and I wrote about it in my book where, like you said, like the ne'er do wells of the community were known. Like I wrote this chapter where, you know, there's like a, a standoff. Nobody, nobody dies, but like bullets are exchanged. And the, 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 the travelers through are nervous that like, everybody in town's gonna gonna be against them because of it. But it turns out everybody in town knew that those fuckers were the bad guys before yeah. the travelers ever showed up. You know what I mean? I'm being kind of vague or whatever, but yeah. like, in small towns where people frankly like make a, make a living off the sweat of their brow, right? Like rural towns, people look after one another, the closer and closer you get to the city, the less that's the case. But I'll say there is an exception, and it's when you get into the poor neighborhoods. Yeah. The middle class, suburbanite, urbanite doesn't need to know their neighbors. The poor, the poor family needs to know their neighbors. You know, like I live in kind of a shitty part of town. Not terrible, but like it's not the best. And I do know, you know, I know my neighbors, right? And at least a handful of them, because it's like we look after one another, you know, there's been a couple nights where like some shit goes down on the block and like, people are kind of like checking in and like, Hey, you know,
6: well, you know, it's uh, what I'm always kind of reminded of the conservative thinker, Russell Kirk, who used to call, um, cars, the mechanical Jacobins. And like, the idea was that it would extract you from your community and move you somewhere else. And that's sort of what the interstate highway system has done. I think is is it's kind of facilitated this the mechanical jacobin where you don't live where you work you don't shop where you live you sometimes shop like really far away or you take the freeway like actually I was thinking about this while I was driving today we went out to sushi but we went to the sushi restaurant that we like that's like 20 minutes away but there's one down the street too which like in and if you had if if we didn't have these like massive inter, interstate highway yeah. systems then it would be You'd, you'd probably stay closer because it would just be difficult to g- get around. And there's uh, another guy. Um, his name is uh, um, James Howard Kunstler. Uh, he used to write for Rolling Stones, but now he's got his own podcast and he's kind of a peak oil doomer kind of guy. But he has, a, I think he has a really good point. He had a guy on his show not too long ago <clears throat> who went through like the itemized cost of the interstate highway system. And he basically said, as long as as, if the fiat money ever runs out or stops working, these are going to be gone in like five years because they're so expensive to maintain and so expensive to extend. And then you're going to have these suburbias which have no real, like where I live, there's no real function of this other than to house people who are going to be funneled into the city to work. And so when the highways are full of potholes and cracked and don't work anymore, you get you get stuck in these these suburbias and everybody's gonna be making a rush to try to get back to small towns. Uh, where it's it's where there's a reason why the town is there, not I just bought this tract of land and put up a whole bunch of McMansions and you know, now we all live out here. So I think that's kind of where we're headed is <clears throat> I think it's gonna be Bitcoin, but I, I, I do think at some point the fiat's not going to work anymore. And uh and I think people are starting to wake up to that like they're like people are getting suspicious. I, I even hear people that like I would never expect to talk about it, like talk about what money is or like going like mm-hmm. what's wrong with the money like this, or they go like, Oh, the federal reserve does this. I, I didn't like, they didn't have any concept of that. They just thought their money, you know, was their money and they spent it all that sort of stuff. So I think that's kind of one thing to think about too, is that there, it may not be that there was like, ha 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 in the smoke filled room, some dude planning to build these, freeways everywhere to get people out of their communities but that's that was kind of the result was that you you spend so much time commuting back and forth that you don't really have time to spend it at dealing with things in your in your local community and you're just not there so you don't see it whereas if you know you live in a small town and you're walking to work every day or you're driving a very short distance to go to work you see everything and you're and you and you're conscious of it and you see people you know and you stop and talk to them and stuff. And that was, that was kind of the, the way that town was that I grew up in is we'd be driving down the road and we'd just see somebody we knew and stop. Sometimes we would stop on the road. Like we'd see somebody coming in their car the other way and we'd just stop and then like roll down the windows and talk to each other
7: mm-hmm. in the middle of the road because mm-hmm.
6: there's just, there's nobody driving around. So
2: I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, dude. Okay. So first of all, there's tons of like dead towns. Mm-hmm. That could be bought up cheap.
1: Yeah. That's towns what, that's on what my town, wife and I've been talking about
2: towns on old highways mm-hmm. that went out of business because of the interstates. And let's not forget the interstate was for national defense right. first and foremost. It was a military project just like fucking Hitler building the autobahn. It was to be able to cover ground in your own country to send troops and supplies and, and so they're never gonna stop maintaining those highways as long as they, you know, want to maintain a military control of this yeah. continent. Let's, well, you know. that
6: and that's kind of that's James Howard Kunstler's kind of proposition is that that in the not so distant future, maybe maybe ten years, maybe a hundred years, but not so distant future, they just won't be able to anymore because it relies on them constantly borrowing money and, and expanding municipalities to continue keeping this stuff up. Mm-hmm. uh and so at some point you know you got to pay the piper and uh you know or, or what is it what's the saying the chickens come home to roost or whatever it's like mm-hmm. yeah i mean like at a certain point like you you spent a lot of future people's money for the last hundred years and now it's now you're going to have to basically tighten your belt even though you had nothing to do with those decisions and that's just that's the that's the way of the world that's what happened so
2: plan a uh, garden plant a garden y'all
6: that yeah that's that's the idea Buy
2: bitcoin you know to that
6: to that uh point though the small towns i used to ride my bike long distance and i rode my bike um from southern illinois up to springfield so like the majority of the state and uh because i'm on a bicycle i'm not on the freeways at all i'm going on old highways and it is it's wild to go through illinois because it's town after town after town after town with nobody in them and uh it's and, and there's a lot of places in Texas like that, too, where it's just like half the town is empty there. Maybe there's a, a Sonic or, or a Dairy Queen or something like that. And that's about it.
2: A Dollar so, General like a yeah, yeah, gas station. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. There's a place. There's a beautiful town like an hour south of me called Gosport. And it's like I've thought about it a 100 times. I drive through there because it's the scenic route. And some of these buildings are so cool architecturally. Yeah. Old homes, old churches, old storefronts, and they're all boarded up. Yeah, you know, with for sale signs and shit.
6: Well, that's that's one of the things that James Howard Kunstler talks about too. Is um, is the is the architecture how it's how the fiat system is basically, um, that the, the you're the as time preference rises, you start making things that are less beautiful, and you and you don't invest in it for the long term because you're just trying to turn the quick buck, and spend it before it loses value. Whereas if you go back when we were on sort of a gold standard or a semi-gold standard, people would build a building and that was kind of their investment for the future. It needed to last a long time. And so they were typically built, built a little bit better. And usually there was some thought and effort into, let's make this aesthetically pleasing for the people who are walking by. looks like uh mike shifting
4: gears
2: is your mic off you're my muted mic. yeah my yeah my bad so <laughs> on that note um <laughs> there was once an, a nice-ish neighborhood in western philadelphia that was uh diverse multi-ethnic multicultural and a cult moved into the neighborhood and before you knew it the neighborhood was on fire quite literally so, I want to play this real quick.
8: The police at our door, they're saying, get out, you have to evacuate. We're going to have a police action here on your block. Just take a change of clothes. We're going to, we're going to protect your belongings. You'll be back in 24 hours. We, you must, if you don't leave, you're going to be arrested. I mean, we had a community of all kinds of people that, that, that we all supported each other. We all intermingled. We shared our thoughts, our concerns, and, and we just had a good time with each other because each one of us was trying to have something. You know, when I say have something, I mean, you know, we wanted to raise our, 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 our standard of living. <laughs> In 1978, there was a confrontation between the MOVE organization and the city of Philadelphia. Some of the MOVE people were arrested and sent to jail. Their children had nowhere to go. Miss Louise James, whose brother founded MOVE, allowed those children to come and live in her home so that they could be cared for. We respected that about Miss James.
2: I'm going to pause it real quick. This is kind of a long one, but have y'all heard about the move movement?
3: I've not. No.
2: Okay. So, so have uh, you heard about the Philadelphia, Philadelphia police bombing a neighborhood? Because yes, that's where this I, is yeah, going.
6: That, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I have heard that one.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So the move group or cult, whatever you want to call them, started out as something not so so dissimilar from what a lot of us might consider ourselves. You know, I think this is a cautionary tale. They were kind of an anarcho primitivist group that grew ever more radi- radical, you know, and more and more violent and more and more culty. Okay? This is a cautionary tale. And like I said, it ended up in just disaster man like how this i i didn't know all this history till just this morning you know i never planned these uh these forums out much this is probably the most i've ever like planned one frankly because we wanted to highlight childerberg and like so you know the theme was apt but this shit is wild man they they got more and more radical they armed up and who can blame them you know the police hated their guts but the problem was they quit being good neighbors, okay? That's kind of the point here. That's where this is headed. And the neighborhood itself turned against them. I guess my my biggest, if I could say, like regret about this story, the thing that makes me the saddest, is that the neighborhood didn't deal with it themselves. They trusted the cops to do it for them.
0: The kids were... They were like little animals. They just threw something on them as far as clothes, because I've given them clothes. As far as food, at one time, they were eating under the garbage cans. So what the neighbors did, they took their garbage cans in, they bought new garbage cans and they put bread in them. So the kids would go in the garbage cans, they would have bread, you know, they would, they could eat bread and then we got found out and uh, the uh, parents were furious, you know. It really wasn't very militant at first. You know, it's just a lot of very, what we consider kind of strange looking people with the locks and, you know, it wasn't orthodox and then it gradually began to change, you know, and that's when we started, the trouble started.
7: Me and my wife heard all this banging, we couldn't understand what it was and they began to board the front of the house. Uh, From that day on, it was like night and day.
0: The first big problem we had was the raw meat that they kept outside. It was a big, you could imagine a big tin of raw, bloody meat sitting outside of your house. The
7: loudspeakers went up um, in the spring of 84.
0: All of a sudden, they became very combative. They became very militant. They became dangerous, actually. For fight,
8: because it's going to be a long
7: fight. You could not. Imagine. Uh, It's one thing to be two blocks away and hear it, but to live right next door, full blast, in our bedroom.
0: Then we had to contend with things inside our house. You know, uh, bugs that you couldn't do anything about them. I mean, they they just totally, the, the, the bugs took over our house. You know, my children woke up in the middle of the night from bug bites, crying from things biting them in their beds. And they would threaten to kill people. And they would name people by name. And my family was named as part of those people that they threatened to kill.
7: We had tried all the other methods, uh, exterminating methods, called people in. And we decided to put sulfur bombs down. I asked to leave the house for a day and put sulfur bombs down. Being a good neighbor, I wanted to move people. I spoke to uh, Conrad first about it. He went completely berserk. You know the bugs are our, the bugs are our brothers and sisters. If you exterminate the the bugs, bugs, you exterminate us. What well, they told me, if I
2: okay, we're gonna pause again. I I think this whole video is pretty important. That's why I'm just letting it play. But like, like I said, they're they're not being good neighbors. They're putting up loudspeakers. They're putting up a fucking <clears throat> like armored tower. You know, I'm getting Waco vibes, and yeah. like nothing against Waco. The you know the 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 children that died, the women that died, you know all that is on David Koresh, as far as I'm concerned, and frankly, it's on people's stupidity for believing mm-hmm. in in a guy it's like the that. ATF, and it's on the ATF and the I FBI. Mean, Let's not forget Koresh,
4: Koresh would, would have just talked to the right people if they had gone directly to the sheriff, and they mm-hmm. they went behind the sheriff's back.
6: But well, that, uh, real quick, yeah, and on I've also I've, I've also heard that that the ATF knew his schedule and that he regularly would go run off the property and they could have just picked him up and yeah, but they chose, they chose because of, I don't remember if this was before or after Oklahoma city, but one of those two, they, the way that they handled it was kind of a response to the other one.
2: Um, OKC was, was the year after well, two years after.
6: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I think, I think then that the way that they handled that was actually a, a, because they blundered, they blundered the, uh, Waco so badly they were like we got to handle we got to handle oklahoma city and then they end up and then that ended up being a whole big shit host as well so
2: well some some of the biggest questions around okc are like who was the who was the um what's the word co-conspirator
6: oh uh, yeah uh, john doe number two
2: john doe right yeah and yeah
6: well i know that they killed that one guy that they uh they like tortured him
5: terry Yeeke. yeah that's right no no
6: oh well yeah that's that's another
4: story okay
2: so you know where where i'm going to take this eventually which i'm sure won't surprise some of you if you've been on twitter for the last 24 hours everybody's talking about the patriot front and how you know everybody's assuming they're feds
6: it it looks weird
2: (laughs) well it is weird it is weird man um and i'm not saying that there aren't feds but i'm pretty sure it's a cult okay i'm pretty sure it's a fucking cult because i get those vibes you know like i think there's some real believers in there and i think some of them take themselves way too seriously you know kind of like these folks you know, these guys, they started out as, like, animal rights activists, like, kind of nature-loving, like, I don't know, like, halfway Rastafarian types. But they yeah. they took it to another fucking level, man. So, let's see how this shit shakes out.
7: I set those bombs off that uh, when the revolution started, our doors would be the first ones to be kicked in and some kind of way our family would be first to go. I
0: remember we had a picture window. I saw the the book fly across (laughs) the book fly across the window and my husband was flying across the window and you know he was physically attacked by you know by these people having a philosophical conversation. It was not uncommon that fights broke out and you know one time guns were pulled and my kids were down the street. It was very scary. I didn't know where my kids were. I couldn't go out of the house. It was like living in a war zone, it was horrible. They wanted to make social change, but their methods were destructive. And so it ended up having a destructive result. How will this have to end
1: for you to feel safe? Uh, For them to be incarcerated, or I don't see anyone hurt or killed, but better them than me. They came in our neighborhood, we want them out. And I feel that uh, whatever has to be done, has to be done. Whatever means are necessary. And that's
0: what I want. I could actually see my house being blown up.
8: Everybody was just, we, 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 it was like a torture to watching our life just burn down to the ground. Uh, I mean, baby pictures, family members' pictures, everything destroyed, mementos of our, our youth destroyed. Everything was gone. I mean, even though they told us they didn't protect anything, they burned everything to the ground.
3: I think that last shot with the dude standing there with the fire in the background holding up the shotgun is pretty powerful. I mean, he's probably a police officer that was protecting the family's belongings as sat there and burned to the ground.
2: Five kids and six adults died and about two blocks of homes burn up 250 something people made homeless uh because they didn't let the fire department go in for god knows what fucking reason you know i mean if this ain't waco you know it's the urban waco man nobody talks about this one but it's it's very similar
4: well, they were a group of very unlikable people. The people in the neighborhood didn't even like them. They were, you know, they they were a nuisance to everyone. In fact, I think the neighborhood is what brought the police down on them. And uh, and this is a case of play status games, win status prizes. So, uh, so there was that. But uh, also, I want a quick shout out to the history homos. On episode one hundred nine, they they deeply covered the the move bombing.
2: And we'll have that link in the uh, show notes. Andy sent it in the telegram. So, yeah, Um. again, like I'm just seeing connections where I think there might be some as far as like Patriot Front. Yeah. You know, like it smells culty to me. And I think there's likely some federal influence, you know, but. I don't know. I don't think they're all feds, man. I did some research today and like, there's history, there's fucking history. They split off from uh, Vanguard America, I guess. And the guy that started this shit was 17 years old when he started it. Huh. And so like, I don't know, he might be brainwashed. I mean, I even read some shit on Twitter about supposedly some of these uh, early, you know, like pre Patriot front guys went to Ukraine and trained with the Azov battalion.
6: Oh, I've 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 heard that as well. Yeah. The A, A, yeah, and that's not those the Azovs are not not good yeah. people.
2: Well, and I no. think
3: with any movement, you're going to have the people that are that actually believe in it, that believe in that movement, and then you have the bad actors like government and and all of that, was, especially like FBI, anyone like that. You're going to have the people that actually do believe, but it is going to be probably at the top ran by Stand up. people that are not necessarily a part of the movement
6: yeah yeah and i think that that was one of the things too that on the heels of oklahoma city that they end up discovering was that like of all of these white nationalist groups that they were infiltrating they were like 90 percent feds that, that, and, that they, and that they would and it, actually we, we have a much more recent example of this where that kidnapping of governor what's her name
1: Whitmer. Where, yeah. where
6: yeah where like it turned out that they were it was like three drunk dudes that like the feds like convinced to talk about it, but they didn't even do anything. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that 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 might be kind of what happens is that people get in, and, and maybe this Patriot Front is is some sort of, you know, cult. But uh, this stuff gets stirred up, and I think they're. I mean, I think the government, which I think the government's a cult to some degree. Amen. Uh, they uh, all agree on that. Yeah, they kind of get into this. They try. They're trying to set. Like it's very clear to me that that anything that's sort of right wing. Right now, they're trying to say, and and actually, this is happening in the military too. so They're kind of like getting anybody conservative out. Um, there's this sort of purge of conservatives. Not the right word. It's 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 left of or it's right of center. Anything because a lot of these people are just like don't care. They're just regular Americans or whatever. But they're but because of, I and my dad. My dad's a good example of this. Is he? You know, he just retired, but he was saying that he doesn't recognize like. The motivations of any of the younger people that are coming into the military, and uh, or not any of the younger people, but like the younger officers, most of them have gone to liberal colleges and have these kind of goofy beliefs that to them are normal because that's what they've been exposed to, and and they have that they have this kind of ideology that they're adhering to that is now translating into the military, and uh, and and we see it in a lot of. I think that they're they they are trying to set this up. And you can kind of see it like with like Antifa has a riot and they don't do anything about it. But then Patriot Front has some sort of thing and they and they got a whole bunch of people out there to arrest them. So it's like it's there is something going on.
2: So and- this one just yesterday, um, they didn't arrest anybody. They they escorted them. They had a police escort. Oh, interesting. They hi- uh, they, they marched through Washington, D.C. And there was a speech in front of the Washington mm-hmm. Monument. And I listened to it and it was a bunch of just nonsense, you know, like just rhetoric, just bullshit rhetoric. And I can see how people would like disaffected young men, you know, supposedly a lot of the guys in the Patriot front are former military. You know, according to some article I read, I'm not going to say that's the God given truth, but like, that's the image they're portraying. Like I said, there could be some weird ties to fucking Ukraine. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. and
4: well, the and- Azov uh, are uh, so in the Cold War the United States uh, built up a whole bunch of militaries uh, across Eastern Europe and the Azov battalion was was part of that. It was an operation called Gladio. So they're the leftovers from a United States operation called Gladio. And they were set there basically to, you know, to handle Russia whenever SH is the F over there. You know, um, some of them weren't activated and some of them were. But that—that's what the Azov is a remnant of.
2: Um, this is the this is the nuance of this Patriot Front thing that I think needs to be explored. It's not so clear that it's just Feds, period, right? I think there was front loading caused by the federal government in terms of funding the azov battalion back in the fucking 80s or whatever and now they're like trying to clean up their mess by having informants and you know agent provocateurs they're trying to rile them up make them do something stupid so they can arrest and then justify their fucking existence as an agency you know and like I, I'm just saying, I think it's 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 a weird blend of government influence, um, natural anger response from like disaffected, easily manipulated young men.
1: And, well, and, I, you know, and
6: that, I think that's a key part of this is, that mm-hmm. is just young people generally right now are, and I think it kind of goes back to this lack of any sort of community, is that like they're ripe for the picking. I mean, this is like, this is why you've got you know, fifteen year old girls chopping off their tits and like and like it doesn't like there's no way that it went from like point oh 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 one percent of the population felt like they were transgender to this like huge explosion. Like it's it's there's an ideology and it's and it's it's I think it's because people do not have um and I and I think the Patriot Front probably is something like that too, where you've got a lot of young men with no prospects uh and they're kind of like well i'm not going to be able to get married i'm i can't get a girlfriend uh i can't i can't get a good job i haven't been accepted to college and you can see this too in like the college uh well i think college is kind of a waste of time but just in the admittance numbers the it's it's mostly women now and very very few and and fewer and fewer men going in and so they just sort of don't have any sort of purpose and then and those are the types of people get that get picked up into these things very easily and because so many people have no sort of direction, and there's no religion or there's less religion and there's uh, not really any sort of secular community type stuff.
2: Like fraternal organizations. Right. Yeah, I-, yeah. I was so glad you brought those up because like my great-grandfather was a shriner. Yeah. Big, big time. And and we have this building here in Indianapolis. It's one of the coolest buildings in the city. It's called, it used to be called, let me correct myself used to be called the murat and it's like very um egyptian Mm
7: -hmm.
2: and you know what i don't even know there might be some weird occult stuff with that but like the shriners built hospitals they built yeah you know event centers community centers and my great-grandfather was a shriner like i said they wore the funny little fezes you know like
6: drove those tiny cars
2: yeah yeah man <laughs> yeah they're in the fair like but yeah but these days it's a bunch of 90 year old dudes and yep. nobody else like there's yep. like five of them left you know and cause and i
6: want to be
5: a freemason anymore well
6: yeah f- that's what i think yeah. you were telling me that your dad was saying that nobody wants to be a freemason either
7: mm-hmm.
6: um and there's and the lions and the rotary club and Elks. all these there it's all old yeah. people and yeah. and i mean i'm guilty of this i don't want to really be part of that but uh I do want to be part of the Order of the Sasquatch, fraternal organization that I'm inventing.
2: (laughs) Hey, count me in. in. Yeah.
6: (laughs) See, look, it it is a cult.
2: (laughs) 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 No, but you, 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 uh, you hit on the exact connection I'm trying to draw here. In healthy communities, this shit doesn't happen. Yeah. You don't get genital mutilation school shootings cults when people actually have purpose and community like it's this is all a result of a sick sick society yeah. that is being perpetuated um and being and, continuously made more and more ill you know
6: yeah well and i see i kind of see a silver lining you know mason and i i'm very religious mason is not um but i i kind of see at least the beginnings of something is going on like people are especially in the liberty movement are kind of going back to religion but not like not going back to like easy types of christianity like hard ones like orthodoxy and and latin catholicism and things like that where i'm like okay this is like clearly people are missing something and they recognize it and they're finding their way back to the stuff that matters and uh I think that that maybe is what we're going to see, especially as the institutions set up by the government start to dissolve and break down. Like, I think COVID was sort of a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways, where people were exposed to what was going on in the schools, they were exposed to their city councils, that all these people are little tyrants, and, uh, and they kind of are becoming a little bit more Now I'm sure that we're a ways off, but people are becoming more conscious of it, where they're saying like, I'm not sending my kids to these schools anymore, I'm going to homeschool them um, or put them in the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum or like, but Mason, although Mason, you didn't do it because, uh, of COVID, but your, your daughter goes to, um, what's it called? Montessori.
5: Yeah. In a Montessori school.
6: Yeah. So like alternative forms of education that are, uh, I think are better. And I think a lot of that sort of stuff, I think a lot of the COVID stuff when people there, well, I mean, there's a divide. I think some people became more NPCs and then some people kind of went, wait a second. This is not right, and uh, and are starting to wake up to it. Well, this isn't Canada. We say Montessori
4: here. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I always thought it was Montessori.
4: Yeah, I have no idea. Joke. It's, it's, it's sorry. My terrible. Sorry. Oh, oh, here. oh. My ah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it now. I,
5: <laughs> I, I was going to say she's Italian, it so it's probably not even close to. Yeah. World, but... but Jake Look the
2: story. <laughs> Jake uh if i'm not mistaken you're you're quaker right yes so when i was a kiddo we used to say this little rhyme you've probably heard it quakers meeting has begun no laughing talking chewing gum starting yeah. now
1: <laughs>
6: right yep.
2: that was like the quiet that was how we started the quiet game yep. you know and i always lost the quiet game i'm i'm loud <laughs>
6: yeah
2: um but is there any truth to the quakers meeting no chewing no laughing no having any fun or is that well, some so- bullshit
6: no, no, that's it. It's well, it's sort of true. I, I'm, I'm conservative, so uh, our branch of it we don't have we have it, we call it silent or, or it's called expectant worship, so um, it's silent, there's no priests or ministers or anything like that. Um, so you basically are silent during worship, and uh, the expectation is that Christ will speak to you, so the that's kind of the idea behind it, but that's true. Now there, there are other branches of Quakers now as well. There's, um, there's liberals who are not really Christians, um, or they're, they're they're like Unitarians kind of. So I guess they kind of have some Christian basis, but they're not, but they're kind of like, everything's okay. And then, um, and then there's evangelicals as well. Uh, actually the evangelicals are, are pretty big up in Indiana. Um, that's actually the largest branch currently. There's only there's only like four thousand conservative Quakers left in the world. Um, so, wow. I don't know I don't know how I got attached to it, but it attracted me, and I was I be, we call it you become a convinced friend. So I was convinced and. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to the meetings around here a couple times. There's no conservative meetings here, so I've been to a couple of the the unaffiliated ones and uh, one of the liberal ones, and they were fine. They, it was the same thing. Uh, the liberals also do silent worship, but there's they're, they're more secular than than the conservatives. But yeah, so there is truth to it.
2: Only four thousand left. That's that's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah,
6: it's not very many. I mean, it's mostly in Barbados and um, some some parts of Africa. There's a few. But it but most of them have becoming evangelical wow
4: all the American institutions uh like that are, are dying and it and so this is this is weird because you know like I, I've always had a certain uh view of of masons no offense mason um but you know it, like it, there are so many things that have pointed me to you know them being behind certain conspiracies and whatnot um but it okay so what has happened is all these institutions that are disappearing now, and they're all elderly people, they were units of power. And now we're all powerless. And this is, this, this is how this, this geriatric regime of just, you know, people like having seizure shakes on the, uh, on, on the Senate floor is happening because, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this is how we're, we're, getting run into the ground is like they still have those power things well what happens whenever all those power things are over with and how do we get a hold of it and put our own people in places yeah well
6: that and that's i mean that's one of the things that that a lot of a lot of people in the liberty movement and adjacent movements talk about is that um it that they've whether intentionally or it's just a symptom of, of government generally, it has systematically destroyed every other power center. So the families are now broken apart. The, your churches are not really functioning anymore. I mean, like Protestantism in in the United States is like severely declining. Um, The uh, all, like we were talking about all the fraternal organizations, uh, all that sort of stuff is just kind of gutted. And I, Whether like again, whether intentional or not, this is this is a systematic uh, refocus of where power is. These are competing power structures. Your church is a competing power structure to your town, and your family is a competing power structure to both of them. So there's all of Mm -hmm. these these things that used to be together, but you know we've got I think what something like thirty seven percent divorce rate,
2: and oh, it's um, higher than that. It's higher, it's higher like, than that? Really than I think that. it's forty nine percent or something. Oh, for, uh, yeah, That's it's
6: crazy. Insane. It's 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 crazy, and these are these used to be. This is kind of you are a unit against these people who would come and do that. But when it's broken up, or when you're relying on them for money, it you kind of can't fight about it. And um, and then people just they don't they don't belong to church. And I, and I think partially the church thing. I grew up Baptist. I think partially the church thing is because. The, the church has kind of lost its message and is hollow, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are not interested. But like I said, I see I see in uh, and in Europe and in Africa and in in some of the more obscure ver- like Orthodoxy and and Latin Catholicism things like that. I've seen like this is coming back because there is like a meaning to it. Um, whereas you know you got your General Methodists or whatever who are putting on the rainbow flag on there and stuff like that it's like it's it's a i don't really have a problem with people accepting or not accepting that i have a problem with your your religion co-opting the world the world should be co-opting what you believe not the other way around so like it's it's and, and this is kind of one of, there's a guy in um britain he's anglican his name's uh, calvin robinson and he got excommunicated from the church of England because he came out against gay marriage. And, uh, and then Gafcom, which is the international Anglican organization excommunicated the church of England. So, because they're conservative and he says, this is kind of the problem is that the, the churches, the people who are in charge of the church.
3: Oh, I think we lost Jake. Uh
4: Oh,
2: yeah, you froze up on us, bud. If you can hear me. Um, so,
4: the GAE slash Globo Homo slash uh, the liberal world order um, slash basically the current boot. You know, the boot that has the uh, the trans flag on it uh, that's sitting sitting on like everything's neck at the moment has you know it is probably behind this disillusion uh, of the uh, of all of these groups and uh and maybe you know maybe that is the right thing to do is to get involved in this i i i've heard though that there's you know uh and i'm not sure about this but i i watched this whole documentary on a guy who gave a speech about like how masonry actually is a cult and ends with like a you know uh trine god that has a spider body and a cat head and stuff you know um and uh and so you know it's one of those things that's put me off of it of course but um you know also i'm a truck driver it's not like i can i can join a
5: local group but
2: mason do you have any thoughts on on the freemasons
5: i well my dad was a mason not when i was born but like became a mason and like participated for quite a few years and then kind of he just got just not disillusioned with like the stuff that they did, he just it, something about like, he just kind of didn't want to continue to attend. Um, but like, uh, so the goats go gold goats and guns podcast with uh Tom Malongo. Like he had an episode uh, with a guy who's from Canada and was talking about specifically how like the largest animal landowner in the world is like the British crown. And so like one of the things that like, and then um, like, like, I think his name is Richard Booth. I always get it wrong, but it's like um, um darn it. Uh, Pete Canonis talks about him a lot, but like basically like like the New World Order guys, like the Freemasons, a lot of them like talk up. So it's like, hey, like we get together as the Freemasons and but like the princes and things like that who were behind them. Funded their organizations and like the Rothschilds and and so it's like a step up. So like there's a group of people who like go oh like I really like doing X thing. So then they step down into that lower organization and spread those ideas and then report kind of back up the chain. So it's like each one of these is kind of like more like a here's these seven dots and then there's a circular organization that has this thing. So it's like. People are always like, oh, it's like the new world order. It's like, yeah, they're they're probably on the way out, like uh, Davos and and like those guys, like those are guys are clearly kind of on the way out. But like the question is, is like, okay, so if they're on their way out, like, well, what's going on in like China, what's going on in like Russia, like where, despite like, uh, Jacob was the guy's name that we were listening to for a while, but, like, a lot of his stuff, it's not a, it's wrong, but it's kind of oh, like... Yeah.
6: I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a CIA uh, guy, um, but his <laughs> name's... Um, uh, it's a complicated name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It'll come it'll come to me. He wrote, yeah, he he wrote on, the book, The End of the World is Just the Beginning.
5: Yeah, he was on Rogan recently, but, like, a lot of the stuff he's talking about is demographically true. Like, China is, like, facing a massive population... Peter yeah, Peter's, Peter's on. on So it's like
7: he's uh, very
6: interesting, but I, yeah. I do think he's I especially his coverage of the war in Ukraine, I think I'm pretty sure he's a he's a CIA plant.
5: Yeah. So like, but there's like there is like this kind of known thing of like this massive population drop that's going to happen in like these countries that are currently ascendant. Yep. So it's like, well, what's the like if you know that like the Chinese ever counted by like a hundred million, which they did, yep. and they admitted to in our, dem, like, basically everybody on this age demographic. The people who can bear additional children and live to, like, actually raise them. They overcount it. The Russians are pretty low on population. Even if they didn't lose, like, let's say they lost 10,000 guys. 10,000 of your best fighting men. The Ukrainians, who f- who the fuck knows? So, yeah. like, all of a sudden, like, basically, like, a very strong white population just wipes itself out of another very strong white population is doing the wipe out the chinese are basically have killed themselves and then like the u.s is like i mean they like showed like all these kind of border um it, like all these like border disputes, and then it's like hey or not border disputes but like all these guys crossing the border it's like no women are coming with them yeah and it's not like so it's like like what are they coming for like who knows like specifically so
6: Well, that's, that's also the, that's, I mean, this is, I I think there's actually a book about it called The Strange Death of Europe. And it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's basically is, is demographic is you've got all of these, and a lot of it's caused by the wars, but you've got all of these young men coming up from the Middle East and coming into Europe. And they don't, and they're not, there's too many to be integrated, like sweet, I was watching a thing about it, like Sweden has an issue where, uh, as a percentage of the population, there are more people not born in sweden living in sweden now than the united states has ever had and we're a very immigrant heavy country and so they're saying like this the issue is that these are people who are not being integrated into swedish society they don't speak the language they're not learning the language they don't need to because they have their own communities and and then the people that are swedes are not having kids so like just over time they're just not going to be there anymore and that's sort of the same thing with with The former soviet states uh they're just there's they have over and over and over again decimated their young population and then they also don't have kids and same thing with the united states if it wasn't for immigration we would have a a pretty pretty big uh population issue as well um i think the only country in europe that has a has like neutral population growth is uh hungary (laughs) and they're very religious, and they also their government incentivizes having kids. So hmm. it's pretty much all of the current powers are sort of on their way out, and even the ones that everybody always is always like afraid of, like China, where where I'm sure that they there is some threat to that because I think they probably know what's going on, and you know they always what they say about wounded animals, um, they know that they their one child policy and the cultural revolution. Basically destroyed their chances of having a a, a a stable population. But I think what what you said in the chat here is true. Is I think I think it ends up being India or uh, <laughs> some African countries that that well, are going to end up taking up taking up that.
5: So this is like what Gold Clothes, and Guns was pointing out was like the fact that like if you look at like the leavings of the British Empire, they always leave like. So what did they do to destabilize the Middle East? They fought heavily for Israel. What did they do to destabilize India? They created Pakistan. Yeah. What did yeah. they do to destabilize China? They put India like in a, such a position that it had to worry about Pakistan, but also cause border problems with China. Like, and you know, like I don't think Peter Zion is particularly wrong with this. People are like, um, as Ando was saying, is like, oh, China's hoarding food. Yeah, because they are literally the worst farming country in the world. So even if they har- har- farm like hoarding food they can't purchase enough food to supply their population for a long term and like unless you're talking like nuclear strikes the united states even though like there are some like current food issues but it's like half the time it's like okay if we stopped using the genetically modified pigs and just had like went to texas and just rounded up those pigs that aren't genetically modified and then just farmed those again we'd be like much quickly, much more quickly, fine. But like, you know, then they'd be like, oh, what about the Muslim population? They can't eat the pork. It's like, fine, they can have the chickens. But like, that's kind of like their goal is like, like, and this is like, what's super interesting about like kind of this, like what Gold's Guts and Gun was talking about on their last episode, where's, where it's all of this stuff, like kind of goes back to like, like what the British set up. But it, the question is like, why did they set this up like did they know what they were actually doing with this setup dude and, okay but it,
2: I, I i that's it though that's it like i don't think they did know what they were doing this is just people doing dumb yeah. shit this I, is i i i yeah,
6: that's, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page to use the more and more i i find out about this stuff i'm kind of i don't think that there's like a a sinister I think there are like sinister people behind the scenes, but I don't think they're all powerful like that. I think it is just this is just the nature of things, like as you concentrate power, you get this type of thing.
5: Well, Jacob, as you know, like I always say, like we don't live in extraordinary times. It's yeah. just this is what's always been happening. It's just yeah. the fact that we have nuclear weapons, the fact that like none of us are anywhere near close to each other at the moment theoretically. <laughs> um and like I mean even like it, you know, it's not like we're talking on walkie-talkies. Like we are talking mm-hmm. through like space robots but basically like that's kind of the idea is like it's not that they necessarily knew what they were doing in some long-term plan it's the fact that there is a continuity of the people who continue to attempt to arrange the same things like one of those things is like seems like people don't get is like the zero-sum game it's like okay so we took down like timothy tim And like, we stopped white supremacy, like white terrorists forever. And it's like, well, you created him like you didn't. It it wasn't. It's not like the it's like the Nazis who marched in like the 70s and the Jewish lawyers defended them. It's like, where did they go? Like, where did those people, their children, where did they go? Like the anti-terrorism
2: creates more terrorists. Yeah, this is this is the entire fucking point. So Ando said, I'm with Ron Paul are they stupid or evil yes yeah (laughs) yes okay so the whole thing like with these groups the patriot front you name it the you know the fucking taliban left right center i don't give a fuck it's groups man it's well it's
4: it's designed that we can't resist them because we'll we'll just get you know we'll get put in that gretchen whitmer situation if we try to resist them, and and that's that's the uh, unfortunate but, uh, part of this whole thing.
2: But I think it's the hijacking of our dopamine is what it is. Everybody well, wants to belong. Everybody wants purpose.
7: Well, the, and, the like, desire the for
2: community and purpose are letting people be roped into these things. And I don't care if it's the goddamn you know Boy Scouts or the fucking Freemasons. Like
5: it's groupthink, you know? Yeah, but like that's what like, but that's also how they're they're part of what what I think people need to watch out for is. People keep selling these one time solutions. It's like, we're going to do this and then this is going to be solved forever, as opposed to, and like, this is kind of something like people like Mike Cernovich talk about, like, and Joe Rogan, even like from his kind of like, not necessarily like on the rabbit hole of this, but it's like, you, it's not like you're going to go into the gym tomorrow, bench press 450 pounds, deadlift 1000, and then now you're going to live to 183. No, you've got to go in the next day. And continue like you've got to continue to do these things. And so like that's part of the problem that I think we have right now. And like kind of ties back to like what those kids were doing in like Atlanta or not Atlanta, but uh Philly is it's okay, well, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna get all the internet points. And it's like what comes next? It's like girls who start the OnlyFans, it's like, oh, I've gotta get to like a thousand dollars a month. It's like, okay, that, that's fine. Well, then you've got to step it up because then you've got to make more money. And like yeah. it's this co- continual thing where well it it, like that's part of the problem with like the fed and like easy money is it's like there is no like hey i've got to do all these things it's kind of like the it's not the the it's not the destination it's the journey and like that's what these people like who are they stupid or are they evil what they know the entire time is there's always something else like there's always the next step. There's always another move forward. Power
2: is intoxicating. And however, you get, however you get that power, whether it's money or influence or whatever, it's intoxication. Yeah. I mean, look at fucking uh, um, Biden Jr. What the fuck's his first name? Hunter. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's 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 a junkie and he's a junkie for crack and he's a junkie for influence. And I think it's it's, it's our lesser nature it's why we maybe sort of kind of do need religion, man. Cause like, if we give in to these lesser impulses, what we're doing, you know, as I chain smoke and drink beer, (laughs) we're chasing dopamine, man, you know, like in a nutshell and the best way to get your dopamine is by earning it the hard way. That's why we want difficult forms of religion. We want difficult tasks, you know, like by the time I was 16, I became obsessed with like, getting out of the suburbs and, and, and getting out of the luxury. And I I started backpacking. Like my instinct said, go to the wilds, learn how to sleep on the dirt, you know, like, because I, I craved a challenge like instinctually, but people, I think the NPCs are the ones that are like, maybe they're just overwhelmed and they just don't want to compute like the difficult questions Cause like they just, they, they let themselves get totally consumed by comfort and certainty and luxury and convenience, you know, when, what we really need is a challenge.
6: Well, and that's what that's why I, one of the things that I think is very good for, for men especially is get married and, and work hard for your family because like, i mean mason and i were friends before both of us were married and we drank beer and we worked but like spent money on stupid stuff and like you know actually mason has always been better at saving than me but spending on stupid stuff until until i got married to my wife uh i didn't really build anything other than just like sort of what you're talking about, kind of like fleeting things. So like now it's now it's much like, well, now Childeberg is a good example. Like that was kind of my wife was just like, well, do it. I, and I was like, well, I don't want to be embarrassed that I didn't do it. So, and uh, and then like, you know, I work very hard and I, and because I have a family now, I ask for more money and I seek out more money and stuff like that to make a, a better, better family. I think it's good for everybody. And the, the problem these days is that, the the porn option is there so you don't you can get basically the same chemical reward in your mind but you are not you don't have to put in the effort so uh, so then it's it's hollow and fleeting and then it, and also it makes it so you don't have you know dating is hard it, you have to build these skills and part of building the skills is getting rejected a bunch mm-hmm. um, and that's and when you when a girl when you press press play on a video never tells, you no, so it's, you know, you don't, you're not used to it. And so you, and and they've actually done a bunch of studies on this is that like women are terrified, like young women are terrified to be in a relationship now because of the expectations that young men have from porn. But Mm. young men also won't ask them out because it's easier to just go watch porn.
2: Isn't it, isn't it fucked? Yeah, man. I've said before, like a man alone is a dangerous thing. Yeah. You know, look well, that,
6: that's, that kind of ties into that, the whole China thing too, because they have so many, they have so many more men than women. Yeah. They've got, and they have no prospects of ever being married.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's. You either become a psychopath or you commit suicide. I yeah, think, Yeah. you know, um, it's like, it's like, look at fucking uncle Ted, you know, God bless him. But like. A man alone is a dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. Dangerous thing. And I I can say that because I don't know man like I'll just personally speaking like you know I I I got pissed off over covid. And it was you know like I had a lot of a lot of energy that was not being directed in healthy ways. I'll just say that. You know and it's probably cuz I was alone, you know? And like what yeah. else am I going to do? I just got mad, but like No, a man needs something, something to take care of at the very least, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
4: uh, I was just typing in the chat that, that uncle Ted is peerless, you know, like he's, he's smarter Mm. than everybody else. And he, he gets it in a way that, that people, few people get it. And, uh, and so, you know, his entire life, yeah, alone, like he was always advanced through school. So he was he was, you know, a young guy or younger than all the students in a, in his classroom, and he was beating all their asses in grades, and you know, and now he's he's in prison. I I doubt that he's ever really even had anyone that that's on his level that he could talk to. That's it sucks.
6: Yeah. Well, I also, I, from my understanding too, like he was uh, had some sort of sickness when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and like that his he developed oddly because. That nobody touched him. And, yeah, for uh, that, and for so, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like that, that, cause they did, they did this in the Soviet Union an experiment on that where they wouldn't, where they would just feed the kids and they wouldn't touch them. And a lot of them died just, and then a lot of them also were psychologically disturbed mm-hmm. as a result. Like babies have to be held. And so, I mean, he's a very smart guy, but he's also, there's so, a screw loose, clearly. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: And then that human connection is just so important that a lot of people just don't get these days, whether it's neglect from their parents, isolation in school. Um, and it all comes back to atomiz- atomization of everything. I mean, you have nothing to turn to. A lot of people are just dis- disillusioned. I mean...
2: Hence the appeal of cults, man. Like, that's the, <laughs> that's the whole point. You know? Like, okay, so check this all shit right, out. Real quick,
5: I gotta go, guys. I gotta gotta bounce. To hey, life. no
2: worries. No yeah. worries, man. He's yeah, okay.
5: Yeah. I, I've yeah, gotta, I gotta go in just a minute, but great. I'll
6: finish this next segment with you guys. Yeah.
2: All right, all right. Peace. Hey, good talking, man. Peace. All right. This is just like a funny little uh, super cut, I guess
1: we'll call it. Up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out. As the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white
7: supremacy.
1: All right.
6: Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no?
0: Sir, I can't, I can't answer that.
7: By success. Growing up, I had the privilege of Did living overseas. Did y'all see this? Biden
2: scratched his balls
7: Many in the middle of this shit. <laughs> and <whilst I> <laughs> look him. Him. It was not always easy to navigate relationships and find Scratch my place. Scratch sniff
4: Biden. <laughs> However, once I
7: walked through the doors of Chauncey I. Cooper Hall and saw all the other students with the same desire to excel, look at him go. I knew I was on the right
1: path. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
7: He's,
3: He's yeah. in there.
2: He's really getting in there deep. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. I jumped af- ahead because this is not a very well clipped thing but um uh, this is this is interesting here i'll pause it for a second but i i picked this one out particularly because this just this shit just happened okay like yesterday and everybody's saying feds feds feds
6: i mean, i, I could see why they just they look so goofy
2: like, <laughs> and I'm inclined to like think there's something there Because yeah. what's about to happen right here Is very very strange They all go down into the subway And the police Stop anybody from following them Journalists Onlookers Anybody This group gets to disappear into the underground Like That's kind of weird to me
6: yeah, and the fact that and the fact that none of them have been doxxed is kind of weird, or very well, few of them have been doxxed. That's kind very of very few.
2: There's been some names dropped. Yeah. Um, there was that case where they got arrested, 30 of them in the back yeah. of a U-Haul. And I think some names got out there. And there's this guy, uh Thomas what the hell's his name? Uh, Rousseau, I think it is. He's supposedly the the founder. And I don't know, supposedly they've arrested a few, but like There is something super weird here. Like I said, I think it's maybe a government promoted cult of sorts. Well,
4: I guess they weren't successful enough with, uh, with using the proud boys as the, uh, as the foil to Antifa. So they needed to create, something else. But I mean there there is a real sentiment and I could see how someone could get swept into this. Plus, you know, the the government's basically promoting going after anyone on the right. They're they're investigating soccer moms at this point. Um and and, and most people are on the right are too smart to deal with this. You know, it's because of the, the persecution in the nineties. Yeah. Um and, and I mean it, it's so obvious that they they set these little things up to funnel people to these places um i'm, I'm gonna look up while you play the rest of this video but uh, i want to see um what the most current news in in the eamon bundy situation is and unless mm-hmm. and of oh, you guys yeah. knows
2: i don't i don't we talked about it what a mean? couple weeks ago but
4: yeah i'm gonna take a look
2: so this is just the end where they just like i said they disappear <laughs>
1: Stand up against the oh. poison. And Biden. White supremacy, yes. as I did my inaugural address to a single out.
2: The same day. the
1: most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy.
2: Their jo- the joke of this video is it's... No! What the fuck? Oh, well, it's you need to show. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Um
1: <laughs> No, the funny
2: part is, it, it is. It's like it's the Biden Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like, he yeah. wants white supremacy. He gets white supremacy. Well, and yeah.
7: And, Again, and I, also, think it's,
2: I was just going to say, it's like this, it's the, it's the feedback loop of, yeah, they get what they ask for, you know? Right.
6: And, and it's also, I mean, like it, it makes, it makes sense that if, uh, if you're a young man, you don't have very many prospects because of just the current situation. You're constantly told by the television that you're bad for being a man. You're constantly told that you're bad for being white. Like all of this stuff, and then and then a group of people goes, "Well, we think you're okay. In fact, we think you're better than everybody else." You go, "Oh, maybe I want to hang out with these guys."
2: Right, right.
6: And that's and that's kind of how it gets, how this happens. Uh, I, I think a, probably a large number of people who who get involved in these types of things are not ideologically driven. They just they just don't have anybody else, and this is a community that accepted them. Well, and we get this actually in the liberty movement a lot too, is where like people are not really libertarian or they don't really care but libertarians are pretty accepting. And so they, they just, they've kind of globbed onto a, a community that of people mm-hmm. who are, are nice people.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I had something and then I lost it. I feel like all three of us went to talk and then it was like, whoop, Nope. <laughs> but Jake, cool. dude, I know you, you said you got, yeah. a, you got a split man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you in person.
6: Yeah, a couple of weeks. So yeah. if anybody wants to come out, com, 26th through 29th at Rebecca Creek Campground.
2: Right, Ando, I don't everybody. know how, but I got you twice. We'll get back.
6: <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everybody.
2: <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Jake. See Have a good one, man. Oh. Yeah, well, Ando's having technical difficulties here.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me?
2: Yep. Yeah, there's two oh, of you. Okay. Oh, there you go.
7: Yeah.
4: Oh uh, yeah. My my twin is gone. Uh, so apparently they're, they're going after Eamon for uh, for creating shell corporations to hide his money and that he's made all this money being a, a quote, right-wing extremist. Mm. Um, and, I mean, so far it's just lawfare at this point, it looks like.
2: Well, it has been for 25 years between.
4: You know, well, I mean, the, it, the it got kind of hot. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, the police skedaddled on, on the, uh, uh, what, what was the other name? um his father's name cliven cliven yeah so yeah. it got kind of hot and and they departed they stopped going after him because it wasn't worth it mm. so i mean they you know uh that that's somebody you know taking a stand and and drawing a line and not letting them cross it it's kind of a beautiful thing really um yeah. but yeah it's uh that that's the current news on that i i'm wondering those it's so i I mentioned it in your truck the other day that the, uh, that they were going after, uh, investigating moms. I've heard that they're investigating the Catholic church, uh, or actually just trad cats. They're investigating individual trad cats and, and saying that they're, they have <laughs> potential for domestic terrorism. Now, this is, this is a thing like it's, it's, uh, it's this department and this is what they're trying to purge. They're trying to purge religion uh And really, any any kind of right wing consolidation of power, and I, I'm pretty sus of this group. I understand why everybody's saying fed, just because mm-hmm. most of us know that that doing something like this is not allowed at this point.
2: Well, yeah, and they're just the, their whole aesthetic and their whole mo is just kind of different. But to me, they just they reek of full blown fascists, like. And and with a little oh, bit of like a little bit of prodding, like yeah. I think I think they kind of are who they say they are, but they've been maybe encouraged. That's my take. Well, I mean, there's they've a level been of...
3: made to be made to be more of a boogeyman than they actually are as well. True, I mean, true. There's all probably, coverage of them.
2: There's probably only a couple hundred of these fuckers. Like, yeah, we've like probably one seen of the,
3: every single one of them,
2: dude. One of the articles I saw, it was like 150 to 200 uh, in this group, and I rewinded the video, and I I counted as best i could maybe 110 so they're they're exaggerating just enough to get away with it um and and i also heard they over
3: deaths they over exaggerated those as well why wouldn't they over exaggerate the white supremacist problem
4: yeah yeah I guarantee you though that that if like the group of us together at Childerberg decided that we wanted to uh make some sort of demonstration that the media would be calling us white supremacists in seconds and uh and demonizing us as much as they possibly can that's yeah, just I'm... how how this system works at this point they're looking for a for a boogeyman and uh and and I I mean I I'm one of those people that thinks everything's an op so uh, but there's also real people swept up into the hop all the time. Well, this, well, this like is Jake why I'm talking
3: about just looking for a place to fit in and people get swept up in that kind of shit.
2: This is why I'm thinking like, we have to be wary of groups of all kinds, man. Just mm-hmm. any time, you know, like, you know, it wouldn't shock me to find out that like the WTF forum gets labeled X, Y, or Z, right? Group. Yeah and we're not a group no we're not a group we're we're a collective of just individuals that have conversations but like i mean i guess where do you draw the line what is a group we have no we have no governing body you know we have no Mm -hmm. you know i don't know we
3: have no like ideologies to stick to we're just people talking is all it
2: is yeah but you know i think i think I think we're wising up like in the, in the quote unquote, Liberty movement, you know, the emphasis being on decentralization, a hundred percent is wise, man. And we have to stick to that because as soon as we get wrapped up in a group, we, co- you know, we become vulnerable. Oh, we and become you know, targeted as well. Targeted. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Here's, here's another thing that we are as a group um, individually, we're all podcasters and right. that is a, that is a group that they want to take down because we, we, we hurt their COVID narrative. We hurt their January 6 narrative. We're hurting all their narratives, and uh, and that's something that the World Economic Forum, our rival forum, is uh, is totally against. And and they have people everywhere. They're in all the positions of power, and we have no positions of power. So whenever it comes down to the persecution that's coming, they'll be coming for Christians. They'll be coming for podcasters. They'll they'll be coming. For people like us and um and yeah and and we can't really group up to defend ourselves we're we're not allowed we'll be labeled just like these guys are
2: yeah which is why we got to play it smart network not group you know mm-hmm. like there's there's a fine line there right we're a community not a collective that might be another way of saying it you know we're not collectivists we're we're mutually self-interested
3: yeah and we're all into individ- individuals with our own ideologies.
2: So I, I found this, this was just kind of a funny, another little like super cut, but just to drive home this idea, it's my last clip that I brought, you know, this has been a much more kind of a directed version of the WTF forum than normal, but <laughs> I hope, I hope that's cool.
7: Oh, what I think oh, my
4: yeah. baser or bogus actually fits in because yeah. there's a you wanna... cult cult around him,
2: you know? Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'll wait. I'll wait okay. and play this. this well, no, no.
4: Uh, everybody knows uh, her name's not Pecorino. It's Yukarino, right? It's something like that. This woman that is uh, this World Economic Forum infiltrator is taking over Twitter um, and Elon announced mm-hmm. it. Uh, she's pretty good looking so the assumption now is that he's banging her and uh you know (laughs) um so you know uh as somebody said in the comments i I can't remember your name i'm sorry but he said we'll know in about nine months because you know elon's got illegitimate kids running around all over the place um my my verdict on elon is that he's bogus and he plays to based just enough to keep people from saying that he's bogus and droves, but this is a guy that wants, wants you guys to take a brain chip. Um, this is a guy who's, whose entire living is made off of taxpayer dollars in, in the realm of DARPA funding. Um, and DARPA is the same people that, that made those things that, that made people feel bad in the last couple of years, if you know what I mean. So um, yeah, uh, that's my verdict on, on Elon. I could, bring up some of the base things that he's done like he's talked about the population problem which is something that we we brought up today in the show even you know um i mean really you know it it sounds bad to say it but it it's just the truth um that not enough white people are having babies right now and and it's changing the world in in a weird way and you got the borders open and things like that and this is something that that elon's encouraging and then you know, like when you see South America, the uh, the um, white families there, or, or sorry, not South America, sorry, South Africa, where Elon's from, um, where his father had his emerald mine. Um, they they're building their own infrastructure to get away from the. Uh, from the destruction of the the government there. They have to build their own water treatment plants and things like that and their own power. Things are going really weird over there. Pete's done some epic episodes on uh, on South Africa as far as like uh, from boots on the ground, people that are actually there, that the culture that is being destroyed, the Afrikaans, you know, with like two A's. I'm sure you guys have seen that before. Um, I don't know a whole ton about it, but I, I know enough to say that you know, these people are resisting this, um, they're, you know, based was buying Twitter just in general. And that's, that's really, you know, part of, part of the solution really is, is to, uh, take in institutions, um, that are, that are censoring us and and things like that and have better people buy them. But now it's being taken away. Um, I just got word though, that, that, you know, Tucker's going to be doing segments on Twitter. Um, but the word I, I heard is that he doesn't have any sort of contract with them. And that's a good thing because this woman is definitely going to censor him.
3: Hmm. Yeah, there's no there's no tone what the future of Twitter is with her in the lead.
2: Seems like a weird play, man. Like he he, you probably saw this uh, voodoo. He, the, the Pepe the Frog uh, meme that Elon shared. Like, oh, yeah. today yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Dude, and I kind of like almost think he probably doesn't even know who Pepe the Frog is. Like I barely know who Pepe the Frog is, but like yeah. um Well, I don't and know, the, what the fucking what do you... thing
3: is that a lot of people uh, pointed out about that is the fact that he had posted something uh, a couple weeks ago,
2: I think it was a uh, year ago a year, yeah, ago, a year ago, calling calling for like stricter controls on who can buy an AR,
3: right? And it's just all virtue signaling in his own way of he wants yeah our uh, people that are, you know, thinking that we like we are, where Second Amendment is uninfringible and that is our just, last defense.
2: You think he's just picking the winning team as he perceives it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's playing the culture war just as much as everyone else is.
2: Yeah. I think Ando froze up on us again. I believe so.
4: Yeah. Uh, it looks like that oh, yeah. Elon quote is from May twenty second, twenty two. So yeah, yeah uh, almost ago. exactly a year ago. Let me let me read it real quick. Yeah. It is. I don't
3: remember what the exact wording is.
4: A assault rifles should, at minimum, require a special permit, where the recipient is extremely well vetted. In my opinion, to be more precise, I mean any semi-automatic gun with supersonic ammo and a large magazine. Um, um, a lot of people push back on him on this, you yeah, know, because it's, it's a lame take. Me, yeah.
3: You're not going to put a chip <laughs> in my brain. Yeah.
4: yeah. The only people that love him are really bug men. And they seem to, you know, they seem to think that, that he's going to be some sort of hero. We're never going to Mars. Let me oh, that the fucking put
2: that out there as well. I think yep, they want never, him ever. Are we going him, to Mars? They want him to be John Galt, but he's not, he's not John Galt. You know what I mean? Right. Right, yeah.
4: and I yeah. guess the world sorely needs a John Galt, but yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely not him. And uh, and yeah, fuck Elon and fuck Twitter and fuck Linda Pecorino or whatever her name is. Uh, what is it? What is um Yeah.
2: If we're in a fuck you kind of mood, it's probably a good time for my final clip. You're gonna like this. It's just a supercut, and it's just to remind us about once again. Start how... off
3: with my Joker, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Well, it's,
2: you know, I think this drives home the point about, like, cult mentality, groupthink, like, how everybody darn near, not everybody, not us, but a lot of folks got swept up into the cult. These,
6: uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other.
0: You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story.
8: The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth, maybe they should be shamed are the unvaccinated. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you
5: as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated.
7: Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson.
1: It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All of us vaccinated folks
0: are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's Great called talking. a Christian value. You're basically punishing mm-hmm. the vaccinated
7: uh, for the... The sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I, I want, want as well. well.
2: I almost unvaccinated forgot about that, are bitch. are
1: basically beating their breasts, running uh, around Lena the country, Wynn, saying, we don't care, we're living free, and so forth.
2: Yeah, uh, Lena
4: so Wynn. Lena Wynn, yeah, she was at the uh, Boston Marathon uh, bombing. She was the, uh, the doctor on the scene for that. And she ran Planned Parenthood for years. so I knew that. She really really loves killing babies, especially (laughs) those of darker complexions, because that's what Planned Parenthood does. Now, um, yeah, uh, Lena Wynn is is World Economic Forum. Her resume is just a bunch of, every single thing on it is a sinister organization. Uh, Really quick on this, um, while we're talking about it, and I'll try to be careful because I know that you're putting this on youtube and i've already gotten in trouble on youtube and i'm mm-hmm. i'm a, i'm in the the quote penalty box which is just lame <laughs> but uh but yeah the the things that they they put into their body over the last couple of years are going to destroy their immune system and what's what is true about all of this is that them coming around us who have healthy immune systems will make them sick because. Their immune system is working against them, and that's how they're going to institute these 15-minute cities in the future. Um, they're they're going to be places where guys like us cannot go, and there's stuff that they put into those things that if you you use the right kind of scanner, you can tell if somebody is has enjoyed that, you know, accepted that into their lives. As uh, as Adam Curry puts it, they accepted into their lives, and you can tell whenever you scan them. So we will not be able to just like get around this thing. And this is why the creeping technocracy around everything and, you know, like the digital ID, the CBDC, every single thing is like rolling into this, this concentration camp that is the major cities.
2: You know, it's funny. I wasn't looking at the comments, but apparently we got some y'all notice this. No, we got called Sigma. Which I, I'm not even sure what that exactly means.
3: Uh, it's another Zoomer term, sigma male.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's who... beyond alpha, I believe.
3: <laughs> I don't know yeah, who this
2: person is, yeah. bro. But I
3: <laughs> did yeah. not even notice the the Twitch comments.
2: And then we and then we had somebody say, "Damn, women are right. Men are horrible listeners. When the fuck y'all gonna reply to us?" They're this was like the viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was like a half hour ago, bro. Yeah, we're oh, we're terrible. We're terrible. <laughs> Well, if you're still here, we're, we're seeing now. Yeah. Who are For- you, people? Who are you? <laughs> we- <laughs> yeah.
4: Email me, the dude yeah. at
2: protonmail.com.
1: Yeah. Tell us your thoughts. Tell Complain us your thoughts. Never.
2: Hilarious. All right. Well, let's finish this out.
1: i <laughs> patient. But our patience is wearing thin. Unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people
2: acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off.
8: The
5: vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry.
1: This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. no screw your freedom the other day howard
7: stern weighed in
1: with a much different approach take a look
2: (laughs) when are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated (laughs) their freedom
7: But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people the
5: anti-vaxxers they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies the anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk if that was the
2: issue we could just say that we can watch them compete to win, place, or show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take
1: any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons. But maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated should be taxed.
5: Uh, they should pay more for health care.
7: We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated.
5: We're
1: going to see, and I've said, almost mm-hmm. two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're
4: going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU. Back. and that choice doesn't seem. I'm so sad that the writers of this guy's script are out of a job right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Let me yeah. play the world's teeniest little tiny fiddle. Yeah, fuck that. Uh,
4: they're going to get replaced by AI. before me, a truck driver does. So that's kind of cool. You know? Well, you know, but my favorite line. Replaced. Machinists.
2: My favorite line was always like, uh, we got to view the unvaccinated the same as drunk drivers. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, huh. Well, you know. I'm a great drunk driver. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't
4: crashed <laughs> once yet.
2: <laughs>
4: man, you know the 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 Wolbert in me really hates drunk driving laws. It's like it's like you're you're punishing somebody for a crime that they haven't committed. You know? Too much.
2: Where's the victim, man? Where's it's the pre crime? Yeah, yeah. It's basically yeah. pre crime. Yeah. It's pre crime, and we yeah. should probably leave it at that because people hate <laughs> hate that take, but. You know it's like th- <laughs> call call to liberty you know liam he posts all kinds of funny memes about drunk driving <laughs> and keys they do, they do.
3: Deep. my keys calling for me
2: <laughs> it cracks me up man but yeah dude i you know i don't know we don't even necessarily need to play this out but it's only 30 more seconds let's see let's Fuck see it. what they say
6: them. seems so tough to me vaccinated person having a heart attack yes come right on in we'll take care of you unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo rest in peace pause real quick vaccinated having a heart attack yeah
2: Imagine that's that. that's called that's called predict, <laughs> predictive programming bro yeah yeah it's, it's the vaccinated guy having the heart attack and it's the unvaccinated that got what kicked by a horse or something what did he say i'm
4: like oh who knows no oh, idea he's talking about ivermectin because oh horse you know, pace yeah right right He said a horse pace but yeah. they they just want you to to cultivate buttworms so that you're gay, <laughs> so that you play into the gay agenda, the Dude, globalist think... American empire, the GAE, and, you know, raise the trans flag and, you know, and all that Bro, stuff. It's like but, all cultivating buttworms.
2: Buttworms has to be the hottest take yet on the WTF forum like dude,
4: everything boils oh. down to butt worms
2: dennis if you ain't heard that one yet man that was like oh, maybe, maybe two ago yeah check check it out man okay ah, oh man okay here we go i want to hear this one more time the, the vaccinated having heart attacks
6: gobbled horse goo rest oh. in peace wheezy yes come right true it doesn't seem so tough to me vaccinated person having a heart attack yes come right on in we'll take care of you unvaccinated guy who doubled horse goo rest in peace wheezy
0: pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country every death that we are seeing from covid could have been prevented
4: literally the only people dying are the unvaccinated and for those of you spreading misinformation shame on you shame on you i don't know how some of you sleep at night he's lying directly yeah. lying right it's there true. and yeah but here real real quick the the big threat that that uh that uh was that is that jamie kimmel i guess it was uh, yeah yeah that he the big threat is that they're gonna take away our you know our hospitals from us you know what we gotta this is the key to our future and our lives is finding out Finding out who base doctors and nurses are, you know, it's like like we've had Fido on a couple of times. She's a base nurse. You know, there's there's a few of them still out there. Most of them were rejected by this regime and some of them are out of jobs and things like that. We got to keep those people around because, you know, like there's there's a level of I I think that most uh, most things done in a hospital are pretty damn frivolous but there is the level of not getting killed by a damn infection which is i i'm pretty sure that that's how most of the old wars were that people just got poked by somebody's sword and died mm-hmm. of an infection like four or five days later yeah I mean, you saw that in the civil
3: war as well where people would die of disease infection tenfold of what bullet wounds did
2: i saw a dude bust his fucking kneecap yesterday at the bar fucking around on a BMX bike. And he like, he straight up, he dude, he straight up shattered his kneecap. You know, like we were pretty sure, but like I talked to his cousin today and like, yeah, it's fucked bro. So like, yeah, you need, you need like trauma, uh, care. And like, ideally like, yeah, yeah. Getting rid of infections and like, I don't know, man, preventative healthcare, but like most of it is garbage. Most of it's garbage. Um,
4: and I then think there's, should... oh, there's all ahead. the pharma, of course, too, you know, which, which if you're on it and you're listening to us, like figure out a way around it, and, you know, I don't give advice, I but saw, figure out a way around it.
2: <laughs> I saw a tweet today. I'm finally, I'm finally on Twitter, guys. You I'm need think... to
4: stay on there. It's Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's so nice. It's, it's better.
2: It's better. It's
4: the battleground um, of America.
2: It's battleground. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, but I saw this tweet where it was like uh, Biden. It was Biden saying like, uh, you know, if if the Republicans gain power, they're going to cut all the funding to the VA. And uh, some, some veteran was like, go ahead. Fuck the VA. It's a pill mill. <laughs> you know, like yeah just called it out like it's just a pill mill like they're just shells for fucking or shills for fucking big pharma you know um you know i think i was i was gonna say i got i found one more clip i want to play but it's probably like the kind of like end of show clip so back
4: back on that so before you shoot us to the end of the show yeah yeah um yeah it's it's a pill mill um and We were talking about insurance earlier and how how these organizations used to be people's insurance and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, all this Troon stuff started with insurance. And and basically, they said that this was a life or death issue. And this is the reason why insurance is covering these surgeries and and uh, and hormone replacement therapies and stuff like that is because because somebody was able to make the claim that these people would die without it. It's obvious they won't you know it's like you're gonna live if you don't cut your tits off I promise well
3: I mean, they are gonna kill themselves otherwise so
4: right and then they become a pharma customer for life they drive up insurance they they I I think that really you know somebody that's going for such a radical uh surgery or something like that should not be covered for insurance whatsoever because it is it, it, it's a cosmetic thing wow as would you well cover you know, it's plastic like
3: plastic surgery
4: right right like if some chick has no boobs and she wants boobs uh should insurance pay for that no absolutely not Mm -hmm. you know but now now maybe there's gonna be like affirming care or some shit like that you know like like (laughs) people are gonna just come in and be like i want to be taller i you know i need a bigger wiener and whatever whatever you know you could get one from the donation bucket a bunch of people cut off their wieners earlier today you know so
3: (laughs) autograph this sandwich on to you (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh well well put bro well put oh my god the donation container jesus oh, that's, that's fucking rich, biohazard bro. this okay i'm gonna play it and we can share any you know i'm not trying to rush the end but this is such a good time to play this because i'm i wish this man was still alive
1: yep people are fucking nuts this country is full of nitwits and assholes you ever noticed that oh my goodness yes oh my goodness right yeah nitwits, assholes, fuck-ups, scumbags, jerk-offs, and dipshits. And they all vote. They all vote, yeah. In fact, sometimes you get the impression they're the only ones who vote. You can usually tell who's been doing the voting by looking at the fucking election returns. Man, it sure ain't me out there wasting my time with a meaningless activity like that. You know those people on the Jerry Springer show? Those are the average Americans. Oh, yeah, believe me, below average can't get on the show. (laughs) can't get on below average you're sitting home watching that shit on tv getting ready to go out and vote filling out their sample ballot people are fucking dumb you can say what you want about this country and I love this place I love the freedoms we used to have I love it I love that you know based or
4: bogus fucking carlin's based
2: dude he was so far ahead of his time oh my god
4: there's one thing that carlin did that bothered me and he blamed everything on white middle class bankers first of Mm. all there's no bankers that are middle class it's (laughs) it's her and you know and i guess some people call them white but they're not so there's that um but he would never ever answer that question you know he would never even even go there
2: but Uh, but think about it man
4: he he was otherwise
2: he was pushing it he was pushing it for the time and you know what's funny is he was so popular and i think it's because he could say this shit before it was controversial right yeah and if he had gone to the big big J, you know that would have been too controversial clearly Uh,
4: oh yeah yeah. You, you can't do that. I mean, it, like it's, it's dangerous for me to even make quips and what, what I know. Yeah. It. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, it, like I, I was just thinking about this earlier today that, that, you know, if they just told you what they are all the time, instead of like having to like go do early life checks, whenever there's saying something, obviously that like plays into a lot of these situations, if they had just told you who they are, then everybody would wake up to it. I, I, I I swear that's that's why you know that's why people use parentheses talk and whatnot
2: I mean I don't even like the subject because it feels it feels too hot you know
4: it it is sorry
2: yeah it's all good man but like it is I don't know it's something to think about like and we're not talking like the entire culture we're talking about a a, a group of powerful people a group of powerful people you know
4: they're not all in on it it's pretty obvious no. that that's true you know yeah. but but it's it's you know like whenever you see a name of somebody making trouble it's almost every single time
2: they're speaking of like centralized power there seems to be a disproportionate amount of power uh somewhere along the fucking you know what do you call it the uh arabian peninsula there what, what, what 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 landmass is 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 the that big our, eye. the big eye in yeah? I mean it's yeah whatever okay. a little a little yeah. piece of land seems to have a whole lot of power. I don't understand it because um, they don't really have any resources as far as I can tell. I uh, just, just some their resources. old
3: mm. old family bloodlines.
2: Mm-hmm. Well. Maybe we'll let George talk just a minute more. Uh I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna play <laughs> oh, this whole thing. Oh, let's, but...
4: let's do plugs and then then let uh George okay. close this out, maybe. Okay. All right, yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right. Ando the Doom Kitchen, burn Babylon Burn. Uh find me on Twitter at the Doom Kitchen, Proton Mail. The Doom Kitchen at Proton Mail. Yeah, you can find me all those places. Liberty uh, links, Doom Kitchen. <laughs>
3: at voodoo boomstick on twitter um follow ak's and assholes podcast we like to shit post have a good time we have occasional serious talk like gear um and a little bit of anarchism just because when we're all anarchists and then uh yeah
2: that's about it right on uh mike the polymath easy peasy podcast hey duke 2029 uh go to easy peasy dot itty bitty dot tips if you want to figure any of that out um good episode y'all i feel yeah. good about it um
3: i will yeah. say read hey Duke 2029 it's a good read i've
2: read it yeah you're one of the few man the few and the proud oh yeah I finally
4: get my mail later this week yeah and yeah there's your book and laura's book
2: uh, Sick. i'm super Sick. stoked on yeah yeah i Hell still yeah. need to read aunt laura's book i've got it sitting on my coffee table here but uh yeah let's see what george has to say and then we'll 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 have our little outro music but I feel like just another 30 seconds or so. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it when oh. it
1: didn't take a fucking catastrophe to get us to care for one another. I love the fact that we're on camera all the time from all angles. But you know what? You can say what you want about America. And I say, I love this place. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't live in any other time in history and any other place. But say what you want about America. Land of the free, home of the brave. We got some dumb ass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> dumb ass motherfuckers. you know. now obviously that doesn't include this audience i understand that (laughs) you seem intelligent and perceptive but the rest of them holy jumping fucking (laughs) shitballs dumber than a second coat of paint and this ain't just ranting and raving this ain't just blowing off steam i got a little evidence to support my claim it just seems to me seems to me That only a really low IQ population could have taken this beautiful continent, this magnificent American landscape that we inherited. Well, actually, we stole it from the Mexicans and the Indians, but (laughs) hey, it was nice when we stole it. It looked pretty good. It was pristine paradise. Have you seen it lately? Have you taken a good look at it lately? It's fucking embarrassing. Only a nation of unenlightened half-wits could have taken this beautiful place and turned it into what it is today—a shopping mall, a big fucking shopping mall. You know that? Oh, well, Carlin, Uncle Ted posting now.
2: Dude, I, I think you got a point there. They were kind of kindred souls in a way. Um, I think Carlin was a bit of a doomer. Uh, now that I'm listening to him, like he uh, he made a lot of great points, but he was a bit of a doomer, like. He, he kind of hated America, even though uh, there's a lot of good shit about America. Like, I hope that this show is never misconstrued as like bashing our, let's say, nation, like fuck our government. But I'm all about like tribe and clan and nation, you know, like without that, we got a whole lot of nothing. Uh, huh? People mistake nation for government. And it's two very nope. different things.
3: I can love my country, but hate the government.
2: You almost have to, if you, if you love your government, you almost have to hate, you know, hate your government at this point. Like, yeah. God damn.
4: Hey, you said that wrong. You said, if you, yeah, love he your did you can love I say more. it backwards?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> getting late. If you love late. your
4: people, if you love your na- nation, you got to hate the government. And yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know what I meant? Yeah. This is, this is super oppressive. And, uh, and one day we we should explore more into that that thing that we were talking about earlier with the um with the military um people are not signing up and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and it's mostly it's they're trying to make it woke i mean they they have a they're advertising a tranny to join the navy It's like hey come cuddle with me while you're out at sea i'm your neighborhood tranny as if the navy, the navy navy. Yeah. as
2: if the navy wasn't already gay enough yeah
4: exactly yeah. exactly uh my yeah. favorite joke is is gayer than a greek navy <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well, i think that's a good spot to end it though <laughs>
2: yeah i agree <laughs> i agree before
3: a a coach boat. comes after us that we uh, we'll, about. We'll, we'll get
2: our oh, chance yeah. we'll get our chance to cuddle at childerberg y'all
3: Oh yeah, I'm coming right up next to you,
2: Mike. Don't worry. Hold a pole. Oh away. wait,
4: wait, it's the other way around. pole,
2: or no, no, pull the pole or hold a hole, but never pull the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, appreciate you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end with a little bit of outro music, and then we can say our un, you know our informal goodbyes. But thanks for thanks for listening, y'all. This has been another great episode of the W tf forum where's the music there it is <laughs> yeah is this a i bro
1: did you did you have a oh, i definitely
7: this?
4: ai yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's cool the fuck fuck what the fuck fuck what
2: See? yeah yeah Peace out, y'all. Have a good one.